0: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
3: Why did he leave? Well, we'll tell you in just about a minute, but right now... It's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate. Quote Here he is, the one and only, the doctor of sports, my partner and friend, the big B. Brian No. Hello, B. What's happening? The big B. Does that make you the big A?
4: that's a race andy Furman, it's great to be here with you on a sunday morning how you doing my friend
3: how was your week i tell you what i worry about you i should call you more often during the week what's happening fill me in um you know it's uh there's a lot of the lovely christina and i took a
4: trip to south bend indiana it was a lot of fun we were Mm -hmm. there for fireworks fourth of july it's really cool because my mom is moving but um It's the house that I largely grew up in. She's been there for a good, I don't even know, close to 30 years, maybe 30 plus years. And she's moving to a new home that's right down the road from my sister. But for the last, I don't know, five years, five to 10 years, our neighbor, this sounds like, you know, I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. This dude goes all out for fireworks. It's a legit <laughs> fireworks show. It's not like Backyard. We had some sparklers and it turns into a fishing trip. This is the the real deal. It's legit. So we were there for that. Had a lot of fun. And then I lost the annual Mario Kart showdown to my nephew, Mini Matt. Again, I'm disappointed
3: with that. You know, I hate to sound like the guy that's like, get off my lawn. But can I tell you something? Because you hit on a nerve right there with the fireworks. Fireworks yeah. should be on July 4th. That's number one. Number two, this should be done by a professional organization. You go out and watch the show, not from some guy in the backyard. No, but no. the name of Schmaltz. Okay, no, we don't need no. that. And more than that, Who? they they start on the 1st of July, and they were going through last night. It drives my dog crazy. My dog goes nuts when he hears these fireworks. He's hiding under the bed, under the couch. I mean, look, you want to do fireworks? Okay, reserve them for either July 3rd, the eve, or July 4th that night. And go to a show, okay? No. Don't let your next-door neighbor do it, and he's going to blow his fingers off. I mean, what is this fireworks? They last a week! Come on! I, I can understand the week
4: thing. Because, yeah, you get four days removed from the fourth, and you're like, all right, dude, what are you doing? Have a grand finale, okay? Don't save it for the weekend. Just save it for Wednesday night, right? Right. I get that, Thank
3: but you. you don't need any
4: professionals around here. There's plenty of people. that everybody is Jason Pierre Paul, okay? They're capable
3: <laughs> of lighting up some fireworks and keeping all of their fingers at the same time. All right, fine. I, I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but the point of the matter is this. If you don't know how to do fireworks or use fireworks, there's a good opportunity. I saw a story on the TV news the other night. Some guy had his eyebrows burnt off and lost two fingers. I mean, is it worth it? Why? What's what's the fun of setting off fireworks, lighting a little cracker, and running, and running away? I mean, what's I've the I've never point? been
4: lighting fireworks, guy, but I'll watch the heck out of some oh, fireworks. Yeah. Me too. I, mean, I don't like the I light of me that either. Me too. Yeah, I'm and with there was you. no traffic handy from that. that. Was the beautiful thing? You don't have to go to. I don't know, some park or anything like that. Fight the traffic, everybody to get out. It's like a sporting event sometimes, depending on where you go. You're just in the backyard chilling. It's a legit right. show. It was great.
3: I wonder if they have fireworks shows in Iowa. Do they, Sam? Just to say oh, good morning to you, Iowa Sam. Of
0: course. But listen, there is. it is so fun. My mom and I used to drive down to Missouri. We'd buy fireworks uh, for like, you know, you get three bags of fireworks, come back up, you spend 100 bucks. they give you freebie stuff, you get credit in store. And then you come back and you're blowing crap up all day and all summer. And it's fun. And now you can legally shoot off fireworks in the city, outer city limits of Mm -hmm. uh, most towns in Iowa. So, um, it's kind of a year-round thing, and it's legal, so it's great. I'm all great. for lighting off your own fireworks.
3: It's a blast. All right, no pun intended. And, and Just don't get hurt, okay? Right. <laughs> right. You know, the, the, the one thing that bonds us all together, obviously, is sports. You know, we love sports. To some degree, we love certain sports more than others, whatever it may be. But you and I and Sam and Kevin Figures with us today and our producer, Ryan, we all love sports. That's why we're here. And finally, it happened. After all these years following sports, looking at sporting events, finally it happened to me. It, kind of like a sledgehammer over my head. I watched a sporting event with actually no rooting interest. I didn't know any of the players on either team, but I was mesmerized by it. You know what it was? The game yesterday with Russia. Yep, Russia-Croatia. It was unreal. I couldn't leave the TV set. And believe me, I I told my next-door neighbor we were watching it together. I said, the coverage on TV is 10 million times better than being there in person. The camera work, the angles, it's tremendous. And the the shootout at the end, I, I loved every minute of it. And I really could care who would win that game, really. It was
4: a great match. There's no doubt. And for Russia to even the score in extra time, that yes. was unreal because yes. you think of all the emotion. You're about to be eliminated if you don't score because, you know, Croatia was able to score a little bit earlier in the first overtime period. And then they tie it up and it goes to PKs and the guy that just hooks it left, right? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. Can you, Andy? Whatever was the biggest screw-up in your sporting career, you know, just think about it on that scale, right? There are NFL players that had major screw-ups that don't even come close to that one. You know, there are – Scott Norwood missing a field goal in the Super Bowl was enormous. It wasn't as big as that (laughs) Russian player – it was the third series of penalty kicks, and he just boots it wide left in front of his entire it country.
3: It was amazing. I you realize what? what that felt like to him? Felt like today he's going to be executed. Believe me. I'm oh, telling you. That's what they'll gosh. do to him in Russia. It was unbelievable. And you saw the emotion on the faces of these guys as they approached the soccer ball going for the penalty kick. It was You can't see that sitting in the stands. The TV coverage, I'm telling you, it was great. It was tremendous. I loved every minute of it. And the replays, I- I'm hooked. Because I was like in and out during the week, a little here, a couple of minutes there. But yesterday, I could not leave the set. And it was a beautiful day outside. My wife was outside swimming in the pool. I said, no, I'm watching the end of this game. That's it. I loved it. (laughs)
4: Well, you made the right call, because that was a fantastic match slash game, whichever yes. you want to go with, because yes. I know a soccer guy gets a little offended if you go with game, but right. it and was the, tremendous. It was off it was, the charts. It was, I loved it, was wonderful.
3: it. It certainly was. I loved every minute. And, you know, it was great, because at least we're talking I'll, about something on the field, and, a game, because the and big Andy, story. Andy, like, yeah.
4: I don't know how you say it exactly, but just to put a bow on it. Yeah. Whatever the third series of penalty kicks. You know how they have five? Right. I don't even know the terminology. like, (laughs) But whatever that little third stanza was, you had the Russian player just miss it left on his own, just wasn't even on net. And then the Russian goalie, he got his hands on the shot and and thought he saved it and ricocheted hit the post went it oh it couldn't get more heartbreaking for Russia the way that played out
3: yeah and you know you mentioned heartbreaking it's funny you play 90 minutes then you play an extra 30 minutes and it comes down to that it would be like almost like flipping a coin but you know what I don't care because the drama and the emotion is just tremendous it just peaks and they show the fans in the stands women were crying the Russian women in the stands were crying it was great I loved every minute of it you know what I'm going to put that on my bucket list, and you and I, I'd like to go to the next World Cup. That's how much, that's how. Where is the next World it. Cup? Is that the one in the desert where it's
4: 162
3: yes. during midnight? Yes. And then after yeah. that, it's in the USA, Mexico, and Canada, North America. Yeah. There you go. You know what? Right let's hit up Qatar. You know, screw it. Let's go to the desert. I'd, if I'd we're love to go. going for it, let's go for it. Andy. I'd love to go. I, I really would. I'm, I'm not kidding about that. I'd love to go there. But, you know, we're talking about a game certainly on the field right now, but the big story in sports this week had to be off the field. It was LeBron, obviously, and galvanizing the world of sports. Embarrassing, really, for baseball. No one's talking baseball. Every, every sports cast I listened to, a TV, a newspaper, whatever it might be, it was LeBron. And you know what? Credit kudos to you. You called it. You, I mean – I don't think it was that big of a deal to call it, but you call it because I said, "Hey, he's going to stay in Cleveland." Maybe it was an emotional thing. I wanted him to stay in Cleveland, but I was surprised. I guess you were not that surprised, So you happened to call, and I congratulate you for that. Well, thank
4: you, Andy Furman. Yeah, it was. It just seemed like he was going to head to the Lakers, and uh, that's exactly where he ended up going. And you can some of the signs where. He's not even meeting with the Cavs. He took this kind of token phone call and then met with Magic Johnson for about three hours in his home. And this whole thing, it just seemed like LeBron was moving on. And you look at his supporting cast with the Lakers, and if there's a phase two, if it doesn't involve Kawhi Leonard getting over there, there better be a legitimate phase two for LeBron in L.A., because... His supporting cast right now, it is not that much better than what he
3: left in Cleveland. Right. And that leads us to the question, why did he leave? And I was trying to put down together a list of why he would leave. And I looked up and I read as much as I can on the internet They said he and his wife Savannah and their sons, LeBron Jr. and Bryce and the daughter Zuri, they said, A, they're excited to live in L.A. full time because he has two homes there. And then he said he believes that the Lakers can contend for a championship. And I'm saying, well, they better do it rather sooner than later because he's going to be 37 when that contract runs out. I mean, really? Yeah, I I don't get it.
4: They're not even close to a championship contender right now. They need another star and and to have a chance. I mean, good lord, look at the Warriors, Andy where you have the four All-Stars, oh, oh, my bad, and you added another one. You've got a fifth All-Star in Boogie Cousins, who people are just poo-pooing this deal. It's weird. It's like you're either like, whoa, goodness, this is going to be a great signing for the Warriors, or you're the complete opposite, like, hey, he's injured, he's not going to make any impact whatsoever. It doesn't seem like there's any middle ground, but you know as well as I do, if it was the Lakers who signed Boogie Cousins, Yeah. Their fans would be going ballistic right now thinking he's the second coming, but he signs with
3: the Warriors and it's like, eh, torn Achilles. What's he going to do? It's crazy. Yeah. Right. And the good news for Golden State is the fact that, yes, he does have the torn Achilles that he's not really needed right now. He can rest and kind of mold his way into that lineup. You know, maybe yeah, by all-star break. They don't even need break. boogie cousins. Right.
4: Right. D- just to show what the Lakers are up against, the way they are constructed Dude, they have no chance in the playoffs. None. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting with LeBron going to a new team and the Lakers have been so starving for success. These last four seasons have been brutal. Absolutely dreadful. So, I'm excited about it. But I just I try to get into this mindset. And I did it at the beginning of last season. And I didn't stick with it because it's hard to. You've got to watch the NBA not just for the top-heavy teams. You've got to look for the teams that are next in line once the Warriors start to disintegrate in terms of the talent on their team. Because it's not even close right now. It's the Warriors and everybody else. And if right. you look at it like that, you're going to get bored to tears. You've got to look at who's next. You've got to watch the young 76ers, how they're developing. you got to watch the Suns. The Suns are going to be fun to watch well, with all their young talent. Yeah, Celtics, no too. That's that. a good team.
3: Yeah, And you know what? And one of the things that LeBron, I guess, and his people who surrounded him were quick to say and point out that LeBron was not that concerned that another All-Star like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George had to join the Lakers for him to sign with the Lakers, which is interesting right there because basically I guess he feels that he could carry that team on his back with the youngsters there and help them develop. I don't know. I just don't get it, but he said that he wanted to be with an iconic franchise. I guess the Lakers obviously are, and the Celtics are two iconic franchises, but I think when all is said and done, he wanted to go out to Hollywood to kind of look at his next career. Well, he could have had an eye on that, Um, and it's
4: interesting because that move did – it it went against conventional thinking because a lot of people were saying – well, if they don't get two superstars, they're not going to get one because LeBron isn't going to sign there without somebody else, and he sure enough did. So, yeah, it was uh, it was surprising, but it goes when, when you think about a broader topic where you think about the format in the NBA playoffs, and you might really have to consider tweaking that and go 1 through 16 regardless of conference, seed those teams because the East is even weaker now oh. without LeBron over there, man. No doubt about that.
3: He's Brian No, He's not weak at all. I'm Andy Furman. Together, we call this Fox Sports Sunday, and we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, you can get us on Twitter. You've heard about that, haven't you? At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Phone calls always welcome at 877-99 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. End of this hour, we'll have Bronx Talk. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. And hour number three, the Dean of Ohio sports writers who knows LeBron like a book. Bill Livingston from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, who just happened to have retired the other day. He's going to chat with us at hour number three, followed by Nose Picks. So don't go anywhere. But is there happiness on the horizon? That's next. Could this be the beginning of the end? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. About 20 past the hour, we call this Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Goggle Fox Sports Radio Studios. And you know what? This kind of borders on the world of sports. And I know it's going to hurt people when I say this, but I'm talking about that UFC Championship fight last night. It's all about, I mean, choreographed sports. Oh, that's sports. I, oh, that's I mean, sports. come on. Oh, the the Lesnar Cormier and stuff. He's in yeah. the audience. Everything's yeah. kind of planned and the prearranged. I mean, it's getting like pro wrestling. Look. I understand it's all about promotion, and people love that stuff, and it's crazy. And this guy, Lester, what is he, 40 years old? He hasn't fought since, what, 2016? But, you know, people buy it. That's what they want. That's what they want to see. Uh, Did you watch that fight last night?
4: I did not. I was not seeing that fight live, but props to Cormier for dropping Miocic. And it's unbelievable to me, Andy. This is why there's some choreographed, staged stuff it's because you had a super fight last night. You had Stipe Miocic, who's the heavyweight champ, right. going into the fight against Daniel Cormier, who's the light heavyweight champion, and there was little to no hype. There was hardly any buildup to this thing, and people are like, scratching their heads that there was something choreographed with Brock Lesnar coming into the octagon and talking
3: some trash. It's needed. It's necessary at this point for the UFC. Well the point of the matter is this, Cormier right now, if I'm correct, becomes just the second fighter to have a whole titles and two weight classes at the same time, which I think is a big story. but he's being overshadowed by the fact that Lesnar was in the audience and he's challenging him. and that's what made a mockery out of it to me because what Cormier did it is someone unbelievable in the world of sports? Second fighter to ever hold two titles in two different weight classes at the same time—that's huge. But that story is basically pushed to the back of the room because of Brock Lesnar there in the audience. So what?
4: Like, like that's the thing. Okay, fine. Is it great for Cormier? No, it's not the greatest. To your point, it's beyond Cormier. It's about the UFC. And if you've got this super fight that's getting little to no hype, Dana White is no idiot. He knows that Conor McGregor, after getting paid huge to fight Money May, he's not exactly racing into the octagon, and that presents a problem. And if you're a, a smart businessman, you would look at that last night, and the whole dynamic speaks for itself, where you've got this super fight with hardly any hype whatsoever. And it's like, well, how do we change that? and one of the ways you change that is to take a page from Pro Wrestling's book and when did this become such a bad thing? It's just funny to me the reaction of oh, it's becoming like Pro Wrestling like no one's paid attention to Pro Wrestling nobody's gotten a kick out of Stone Cold or The Rock along the way. You're exactly right and
3: taking a page out of Pro Wrestling is the perfect thing to do, it's the perfect medicine to do it because they need that for hype but I'm just saying that it's a shame that they have to go in that direction because what Cormier did last night should be able to stand on his own and by the way Hey, let's talk about it for a second. Here's a bit of that trash talk between Lester and Cormier after the fight. Take a listen.
0: Let me tell you something. I walked into this building and watched the heavyweight disasters from the beginning. Magona's a piece of sh. <laughs> the piece of DC!
3: I think it's great. Now, look, it's entertainment at its best. That's what it's all about. But again, you're overshadowing a tremendous accomplishment by Daniel Cormier. That's all I'm saying. I understand that. But here's the deal, man.
4: It's going to help prop up his next match. It's not just about overshadowing his current match, which was last night. It's about setting the stage for the next match. Because unless you have an element of, look at this, that goes beyond the fight itself, a lot of these fights just aren't drawing a lot of attention. And that's the reality of the UFC right now. So doing stuff like this, I am all for it. And it just cracks me up when people are like, oh, it's pro wrestling. It was the 22-year anniversary yesterday of Hulk Hogan joining NWO. And it's like so many people loved that and got a kick out of that whole thing with the New World Order. And it's just funny to me, as if pro wrestling, some of the things that made it so great, have no part of other sports whatsoever. It's a joke. It's valuable in other
3: sports, too. There's no doubt. Because that's basically what sells, and that's what people love. And you know what? The majority of people that follow pro wrestling, I think, realize it's choreographed, and, and basically they know the winner has been predetermined, and there's a good guy and a bad guy, evil and good, whatever it may be. People want to be entertained, but all I'm saying is this. Why does UFC right now have to go in that direction, and what have happened to the hype with UFC? What happened to it? That's the thing. What happened you to don't, that?
4: You don't have, one, you don't have your biggest two stars, which are Conor McGregor, who's been on the Octagon for a long time, And you just had going into the Hall of Fame, you had Ronda Rousey, who most people think is retired. Those are the two biggest names in the sport, and they are nowhere near inside the octagon, right? They're somewhere outside of it. So these other names, it's a little bit like golf. You know, golf has some names that are interesting. If you've got Jordan Spieth competing for a major, but is it big enough to get the fringe fan involved if Tiger's involved, people are just rushing to the TV sets. If you have Rory McElroy, who's in the midst, of, he's in the running to win a major. Yeah, you got hardcore golf fans watching. Do you have a ton of fringe fans watching? That's the same thing with UFC. You, you know have what? a ton of fringe fans running to see Stipe Miocic, who was fantastic, by the way, and also Daniel Cormier. No, you don't. It had hardly any hype whatsoever. It turned into an, oh, by the way, that's tonight type match. Like, that that should never happen with those two guys holding belts, but it did, and that's why they're going with these tactics.
3: Once again, Brian no, hit it right on the head, and I'm going to say where sports is going, the direction of sports right now. People no longer root for their team. People root for individuals. It's all about individuals rather than sports, and what has happened, just take a look at National Football League stuff. People root for their team, root for the individual in their fantasy football team more so than their basic team. They don't root for teams anymore. They root for individuals to do better. I go to football games on Sundays at times, and there are people rooting for guys that are playing. I mean, I live in Cincinnati, so they're rooting against the Bengals because their fantasy football player is on a team opposite the Bengals. That's what they do.
4: (laughs) That's what's happening right now in
3: sports, right?
4: Yeah, right. I wouldn't go All the way and say no one roots for teams anymore because they do. But you're right. The allegiances to your teams, the waters can get muddied, right? (laughs) That's the way it happens where there's a story with Cleveland sports fans buying LeBron's jersey now that he's a Laker. And there was a study where 23% of Cavs fans aren't going to watch the Cavs anymore because LeBron right. isn't there.
3: So they're like, for LeBron. Huh? Right. Yeah. They they, they took a post. There was a building in downtown Cleveland. The day LeBron announced he's leaving, they pulled his picture down. How could you do that? The guy gave them a championship. Well, the first title in 50 years in that freaking town. Right. Well,
4: but as it relates to the UFC and golf and all, those are individual sports, you know? Right. And, To bring it full circle, like that's why the UFC is taking the pro wrestling approach. And they're not all in. Good Lord, you had Brock Lesnar come in and talk some trash to Cormier. And people are (laughs) losing their minds. It's crazy to me. Like, think of this. We had Alex Marvez on months ago. We typically have him on each Sunday here, Andy. He's a friend of ours. And he was talking about all these people... When I believe it was the Patriots playing the Falcons. You got to go back to that Super Bowl. And they're lining up to take their picture with Ric Flair. They loved Ric Flair. Right. You've got all right. these. I, I've got audio of Colts players in the locker room, you know, quoting Ric Flair while they're celebrating a win. Like, there right. are tons of NFL players, there are tons of fans that. Happen to love a lot of the aspects of pro wrestling. So why it would be sacrilegious to incorporate some of that stuff. We love trash talking. We love hype. Are you kidding me? Do you think that... Nobody liked Conor McGregor throwing water bottles, you know, during that press conference. Nobody eats this stuff up ever. It's ridiculous
3: to think that it doesn't sell. Of course it, it sells. Of, of course, if the name of the game is to make money, get people to subscribe to closed circuit TV and sell tickets to events, that's the way to go. That's the formula to use. There's no doubt about it. It goes back to the days of the late Muhammad Ali when he would have the weigh-ins yes. and he would do that. Yes. It's the same thing. It sells. There's no doubt. It, it sold then. It sold then. It'll sell now. that's what it is and and that's what it is I'm just saying that it's a shame that they have to do that because I had a great yeah that's all yeah I hear
4: you man but that's the thing is like if there's such a thing as UFC purist we don't have enough (laughs) purists it just seems like golf and baseball purists there are other purists in other sports but there are a lot of UFC fans that are like we don't need to resort to these type of tactics uh, yeah, you do. All right? yeah. Don't have an right. over-inflated opinion of yourself. Know where things are and know that there was hardly any hype for a super fight. Of course they need to resort to things like
3: that. I'll go one step further. I think baseball needs to forget about the replay and let umpires go crazy on, on managers, vice versa, because that was great. I when, know. When I Earl love we- that. When Earl Weaver yeah. used to come out there, turn his cap around and dirty home plate, Lou people Pinella. love that stuff, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. love that. Kick okay,
4: dirt done. on the plate. Love that. Yeah.
3: No As doubt. Because they about don't it.
4: have a brush to make it clean again. Right. That was
3: right. a great move. <laughs> Brian no, Andy from We call it Fox Sports Sunday. We're on a roll right now. And this is a made-for-TV match. We'll tell you all about it next. But first, our guy, the one to know that Kevin Figgers in for the latest.
5: All right, Andy, we'll start in the Octagon, like you guys were just discussing. UFC light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier adding more gold to his waist. First round knockout of Pay Miocic on Saturday night, capturing his first UFC heavyweight championship. He becomes the second UFC fighter to hold titles in two different weight classes behind Conor McGregor. After the fight, Dana White did announce Cormier will defend the title against former heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar at a later date. Date and location have yet to be determined. We'll figure that out pretty soon. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. News out of the NBA. The Phoenix Suns and guard Devin Booker have signed a five-year, $158 million contract extension. In baseball Saturday night, Arizona beat the Padres and beat them badly. 20-5 was the final score in the desert. Snakes racked up 18 hits, scored a run in all but just one inning on the night. Tyson Ross lasted just two innings, allowed eight earned runs for San Diego. Phillies beat the Pirates 3-2 to for their sixth straight victory. Dodgers beat the Angels 3-1. Yasiel Puig with a home run there. Wins for the Astros, Tigers, and the A's. Mark Reynolds went 5-5, five for five, drove in 10 runs for the Washington Nationals as they steamrolled the Miami Marlins 18-4. Back to Andy and Brian.
3: Thank you so much. See you in an hour, Kev, right there. Hey, just what the sport needs. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier in less than 10 minutes. Bronx Talk will be right here. But, Bud B., we have a phone call. Are you ready? Sure. Ryan wants to talk to us in San Antonio with Brian Noe and Andy Furman. Hello, Brian. Ryan, how you doing? Hey,
0: I'm doing good, man. Two real quick points because I heard your story. If you want to hang up on me, fine. UFC, (laughs) I love love Brock Lesnar doing what he did because John Jones, Chuck Liddell, all the big names, they're not in anymore. Brock has to do what he has to do to bring the sport back up. The other thing. LeBron going to the Lakers, uh, got paid. Boogie, I thought was going to go to the Lakers. I thought that's why they signed uh, Rondo, and that's why Julius Randle uh, was an unrestricted free agent. I thought they were using them as trade bait, but you know he goes the Warriors. Is what it is. Uh, I'll hang
3: up. <laughs> Yo, All right. hang up. Go ahead. You. Hang up. All right. Okay, All right. I, I don't know what he's going, what direction he's going in, but uh, it was interesting, to say the least. Okay, he he. Had I like butt- how
4: he started off,
3: just kind of lowering
4: expectations. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be some hot take where we were going to be like, "Whoa,
3: that's crazy! We got to hang up on you," but it wasn't like that. Well, that's fine. He had his, like, two minutes of fame, and that's fine. You wanted to talk <laughs> about the the NBA Summer League, which right now is getting a lot of hype, and, and Trey Young, the kid from Oklahoma. Right. I know he was ejected a couple of nights ago. What's
4: the deal with Trey Young? Well, I just think there's such an overreaction with Trey Young because he hasn't gotten off to a good start. He's shooting the three. He's only 6 of 33 in the Summer League, and his field goal percentage is not very good. He hit 16 of 64 shots from the field. So... <sighs> He hasn't exactly found the groove quite yet. And some of the shots he's taken, he's just jacking up some deep threes. But there's such an overreaction. Good Lord, it's a couple of games in the summer league. And people are starting to talk about him as if he's a bust already. It's like, settle it down. But I think the larger picture, Andy, I think it shows what some of these hot summer league takes and overreactions. I think it shows that there's such a thirst for non-warrior stories yeah, and non-Warriors hope. I think there's right. just such a need for hope that they will be dethroned. And I think there are a lot of reaches in terms of opinions based on the Summer League with that as a
6: backdrop.
3: And I think one of the people is hoping is Adam Silver, really. Because right now, the league is so lopsided, it's ridiculous. It really is. But, you know, it's great watching the Warriors play. But to me, I mean, uh, for a fan's situation... When you start the season in October, you kind of know, and we knew last year it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State. Now it's probably going to be Golden State in Boston. So that's just the way it is. But, you know, you mentioned the Cormier fight and the hype and the kind of correlation between pro wrestling. Golf has taken a page out of that. Golf yeah. has gone the hype route, too. The promotional yes. play. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, they're now in negotiations to play a winner-take-all match for 10 mil. <sighs> People love this stuff. You oh, know, people love, love events. It goes back, if you remember back in the 70s, I think it was Billy Jean Smith and Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs and, and tennis and match races and horse racing. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. People love events. And people will watch this, and it'll probably be a pay-for-TV deal, too.
4: Oh, oh, my gosh. They're going to be selling... You know, TV rights and there'll be marketing, sponsorships. Best believe they're going to be making tons of money on this. The loser is not going to be losing financially. And I know there's a $10 million purse that's being talked about, but this is brilliant. I remember, you remember this, Andy, going back to 1997? It was right after the 96 Olympics. You had Michael Johnson going up against Donovan Bailey. And they ran a 150-meter dash inside the what was it, the Sky Dome at the, the sky, time. Yeah,
3: yes, yes. And
4: had all this hype, all this intrigue, and you had Michael Johnson act like he pulled a hammy because he was going to lose. <laughs> and I, I still vaguely remember that because it was an event. And this thing with Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, it is brilliant. And it's
3: not only good for those two golfers, it's great good for, for golf. golf as a There's whole. No doubt. It's tremendous. And you know what? Sports right now, we talked about this with the Cormier deal. It's all about promotions and hype. For example, every all-star game, you know, the game is secondary. It's the home run contest. It's the promotions around surrounding the game itself. That's what it's become right now. The game is secondary to the promotional events around the game. That's what you go to the Super Bowl. I mean, the game is secondary. The the week Eh. leading up to the game, really and truly. And I bet the two Super Bowls, they have the uh, the experience situation with the kids and everything during the week. People just go to that because they can't get a ticket to the game anyway.
4: Well, in this day and age, man, things have changed a lot, and there's so many things going at once, and you have access to all of them in the sports world. So you think about the baseball ratings that used to be off the charts. Well, yeah, cuz there was like 3 channels at the time. You know, nice. it was just a different deal. It was a different time. And now that you have all of this access to all of these sports and all of these things going on, it's like how do you get noticed? How do you stand out? Right. How are you part of the mainstream conversation? And there are a lot of things that just don't sell on their own. You need something else to help sell it. And that's the reality for a lot of sports. Like Mike Trout is unbelievable. And yet he doesn't get hardly close to the attention he should get. And it's like go beyond that. Look at the UFC fight last night. It didn't get a whole lot of hype. You've got to do something beyond just doing something great within your sport. You either that's have to be a personality, point. you gotta yeah. be an own you gotta be your own flavor flavor. You gotta hype right. yourself
3: up. Because you're going to get lost in the shuffle if that doesn't happen. And and one of the problems being the fact that you talk about the three stations back in the day, I, I think the fact that sports basically had their own arena. For what I mean by that, each season baseball basically was like April till October, whatever it may be. They're all overlapping right now, and the yeah. National Football League has something going on for every single month, be it OTAs or the draft or or the combine, whatever it may be. And that's newsy. It may not be a game, but it's newsy, and that's and certainly they get a lot of blotter reports, police blotter reports as well. So it's got to be eating up baseball. I mean, Robert Manfred right now has got to be sl- staying awake at night, looking at the ceiling in his bed, uh. saying. Well, what what, yeah. what can I do? What can I do to I mean, we're in the heart of baseball season right now. They should be center stage. The All Star games in two weeks, and basically people are talking about LeBron James. Think about that. Sure.
4: Well, there are a lot of others besides Rob Manfred. Think about NASCAR when yeah. football rolls around. Good lord, yeah. you've got races on Sundays. Like just to get noticed, they should have something where I don't know, like if you're first and second you have an octagon that's nearby, and then you know if the second place guy soundly beats down and submits the first place guy. Well, then we flip flop the order. You know, something like just something. I mean, that's not a real thing, but just something beyond the well, have event a match race. Like to they used get
3: doing, noticed. And, and, yeah, have a match race. Have two cars. You know, have, really? Why? Why something. not?
4: Yeah, you got to do something instead of, well, hopefully we get noticed this week, even though we're racing the same day as this full NFL slate. It's not going to happen.
3: You know what they should do? They should have legalized wagering on NASCAR. That would yes. help. Legalized I mean, wagering got to help, don't you think?
4: Anything, anything that you can do that's still legal. To get noticed, you got to do it because there are so many options and everybody's got ADD. If you aren't doing something to get attention that draws, that sparks a conversation, you're going to get overlooked. That's
3: just where we're at today. And I tell you what, just to put a little pat on my back with my hand here. I try Uh to do it with our show. I wrote to the nighttime guys. I wrote to Jimmy Kimmel. I said, Jimmy, you and I are from Brooklyn. Come on. You know, my good friend Shelly Lazar from Brooklyn. She went to high school with me. Shelly Lazar was Jimmy Kimmel's third grade teacher in Brooklyn. There was a connection there, Jimmy. Put us on. Put me and the no man on. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, that's the thing, Andy. You've got to build off that thought because Jimmy
4: Kimmel's not going to be like, all right, let's get a. You know, Furmin and No on the show here. That'll sell. That's good enough on its own. What we need to do, we've gotta be able to juggle plates with our nose. We gotta do something that he can work in like, hey, they do this sports talk show on Fox Sports Radio while we're doing something ridiculous on top of that. You know what well, I'm saying? Well,
3: but I, I wrote in the letter. I said that we may be on one of the most obscure hours ever in radio. That's what I wrote him. I said, don't you want? I want. Why don't you introduce to Well, then we got to do obscure public? things while we're on the show. You know? Well, let's let's work on an act. Let's work on yeah. an act. We could do, we'll that. do that. We'll Brian o, it. Brian O. Andy Furman live from the guy called Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is a bar fight without the fisticuffs. Bronx Talk is freaking next. Bronx Talk coming right up. About 11 minutes before the top of the hour, we call this Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the guy called Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, of course, we're getting ready for our host, the one and only, the electric Sammy K. Take it away.
1: Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the rationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day.
0: Shut up, yours, you
4: son of a <laughs> talk, me that way. Get out of here.
1: Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. Ah,
0: my stogies, my oh. hogies. <laughs> I love you, stray mutts. Get vaccinated. You hear me? All right, let's get down to the Gabagool, LeBron's a Laker. Cool, cool, cool. Gabagool. Gabagool. He's going to need some help to knock off the Bay Area Bombers. Listen, he's got his henchmen and, and guys like Lance Stevenson, JaVale, Prevail, McGee. But he needs a point, man. Am I right? Listen, I heard this rumor. I heard a rumor. Is there any fire under the smoke of trailblazer Damian Lillard possibly joining the Lakers? Would that be a good fit? Brian, you tell me. I don't think so because just do the
4: freaking math over here. You just signed Rondo, all right. You got Lonzo Ball in his bum knee. No one's trading for that guy. So what are you going to do? You going to go out and get Damian Lillard? Who are you going to let go, huh? Who are you going to get rid of? Well, you need nine point guards on this roster. What? You need Kuzma Kuzma to to score points. You can't forget about the money. Where's he
3: going to play? Who's he going to play over? That's the problem. Where's he going to play? I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm asking you guys. Drag. I'm he asking was, if it's you a brought it up. list.
0: You brought it up. I wanted to see if there was any fire with that smoke, if you know what I mean. All right? I don't think there's any freaking fire with that freaking smoke, Sammy K. I think you're all wet, my friend. The only fire is that dumpster fire out back. All right, let's move on. Okay, boys. Uh, speaking of the Lake Show, TMZ Sports caught up with uh, L.A. Clipper guard Patrick Beverley. He told TMZ that if his, quote, super team stays healthy, they can be better than not just the Lakers. But <laughs> get this, Golden State, you mud huh? buying this what? crap.
3: You gotta be. You buying me. this crap or what? Patrick Beverley is the best excuse to have a drug test. That's what oh. Patrick <laughs> Beverley is doing right now. Oh. He's, He's out a of salesman. his freaking
0: mind. Histrionics. You're
3: telling Patrick me, Beverly bubble.
0: is a walking drug violation
3: right now.
4: <laughs> Are you kidding me with this? If they stay healthy, they can be better than the Warriors? Take a look at their roster for crying out loud. That's an absolute freaking joke. And I've heard through the grapevine... Then he says, we're good. We don't need Kawhi Leonard. Are you kidding me? You're taking a page from Joel Embiid's book who said, I think we're good. We don't need anybody. We don't need any stars over here. We don't need LeBron. Are you kidding me over here? I be- want
3: to see Patrick Beverly make the all-star team first, but I'll tell you something else. Let Patrick Beverly wait to go to the big three. Maybe in that league he'll win. Do in not, the big not pass three. go. Go straight to the
0: big three. Do not collect $200. I'm telling you, he also said uh, him and Avery Bradley could be like, quote, two Gary Paytons playing with with each other i don't know about that one i don't yeah. know good luck with that patrick beverly
4: he's a good dreamer down, what, what drug is he on
6: he likes to dream the substances Stay my to dream. friend
4: there might be a drug test around the corner let's get you clean
0: and sober over here because you're a crazy he's person he's talking crazy gotta dry out all right let's well, move on last thing here all right listen boys glad we got plenty of time for this one we live in the bronx and life moves fast here as we know you want to get somewhere, but there's always some schmuck in our way slowing us down. I'll tell you who's in the crosshairs today: slow walkers. Get
4: out of my way,
3: especially when they're texting, when they're looking oh. down and walking real slow. <laughs> they run texting. right into you. They should get hit by a car. That's what they should do. I'll tell know.
4: you. I'll tell you what, Sammy K. This might be the best thing you have ever said here on oh, this well, thank very, you very radio much. program. These slow freaking walkers. Get out of the way and at least know that you're slow. They have like, no okay, awareness. You're, you're a little slow. The pace is a Okay, I, I got some patience for you. As long as you're aware and you go to the side so you let fast walkers go by. At I, least have some self-awareness. But
0: you got to preface here. this. If they're over 80 <laughs> years of age, they
3: can walk slow.
0: Well, let me tell you this, Andy. Let me tell you this. this is it very interesting. Medical research shows that a person's walking pace, how fast or how slow, is a reflection of their Cognitive state. Get that. If you're a slow walker, you're slow upstairs. You're all gummy up there. So I tell you what. When, you the you so smart, the when
4: the hell you get so smart, Sandy?
3: When the hell you get so smart? Listen, I'm I sharper don't than my butcher's cleaver. Study at all. I it's don't true. believe that
4: whatsoever. It's Are true. Are you telling me that everybody who walks slow is stupid and everybody who walks fast <laughs> has just got a high? Exhausted upstairs. That I'm is telling you what. Ridiculous.
0: Whoever Have some did freaking awareness. You're making it up, Sammy. River. You know you're making I'm not it, making it up. up. This is a medical research. This is not Cognitive fake news. Cognitive schmognitive.
3: We'll tell you who really won the LeBron sweepstakes. That's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Without a further ado, the one and only, get out the red carpet for this man, my partner and friend, the doctor of sports, Brian Noh, Hello, B. Great to be with you, Andy Furman, as always. Really mean that. Genuinely
4: mean that. Not just saying things to say them because you, you greeted me and I'm greeting you back. But I got a quick question for you. Just anything. real brief. And I don't want to sidetrack anything, but they're showing these commercials for the ESPYs and it's going to be hosted by Danica Patrick. And I just said to Iowa Sam, I said, do you get the feeling that Danica Patrick would just be one of the all-time complaining girlfriends? Do you get that feeling? Oh. I, I do. Because I don't see her, if something doesn't rub her the right way, where she's like, Yeah, it's cool, I'll let it go, you know, just chill. I think she would just be like, why did you do this? And why didn't you do that? Yeah. And It's everybody's it fault but like hers. That. It yeah. seems like it would be that. It could be t- yeah. completely wrong, could be totally false. I just get that feeling.
3: But you wouldn't mind having the opportunity to tell me firsthand that she is. That's the key, right? I'm a married man, Andy Furman. I'm smoking for with the
4: lovely Christina. I have no idea what you're talking about. but She's a very pretty woman, absolutely, but I just get the sense that there would be some drama with her if you were her boyfriend. There's no doubt about that. Hopefully that's not the
3: case. And maybe that's why she can't keep a boyfriend. I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. I will tell you this much. We have. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. It just he can't keep a girlfriend. I mean, come no, on. Yeah,
4: maybe Aaron Rodgers is the complainer. Maybe- yeah, he Relax. may be yeah, the high babe.
3: maintenance individual. Maybe he's high maintenance. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to delve into the social life
4: and private life of these athletes. Really, you don't hand wash the dishes. That's why we have a dishwasher. How many times I have to tell? Maybe that's how Aaron Rodgers is. I don't know
3: and you know, that's his problem, not mine, really. We gotta move on. But right now what we have is the real Final Four. I mean, I am into this World Cup right now. Croatia, England. Yeah. First time the England's in the what, the semifinals since nineteen ninety? France and Belgium. This is huge. This is big. People are going crazy. And I'm on the bandwagon. I admit it. I was late to arrive, but I think there's still room for me to jump on the bandwagon. I watched that Croatia game yesterday against Russia. And I'll tell you what, my heart was pounding. And people don't even people tell me I don't have a heart. And it was pounding. <laughs> well, I've been all in as well. And I
4: love the World Cup. The World Cup is off the charts and there have been some just historic matches in this thing. The Croatia-Russia match yesterday was unbelievable, with both teams scoring a goal in extra time, and then the penalty kicks and all that drama. And also, Belgium against Japan just recently, where Belgium's down 2-0. They come back and tie it, and they basically have soccer's version of a buzzer beater, with going the length of the field for the winning goal at the very end of the match. It was awesome. There have been some
3: historically awesome matches in this World Cup. And you know what amazes me? At least from my own self. There's only one player I can name on these four teams. Harry Kane from England. Why? Because every Uh. woman I know has gone gaga over this guy. Really? Yes. Harry Kane's the man. Harry Kane's the guy. But he's the only player I know. I mean, I don't remember any time in my life that I follow sports, any team, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it might be, that I didn't know any players. I mean, I either root for the team or root for the players. Here, I'm just rooting for the sport because I really and truly enjoy watching the drama perform. I mean, the penalty kicks, it was great. And now I'm picking a team. I'm rooting for England. I'm going for England right now. You know, first off, there's a soft spot in my heart
4: for Harry Kane because he scored a goal At the very end of the match, early on, we're in the group stage, and I put a heavy amount of Scooby Snacks on England. Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was doing a radio appearance on VEASAN, right? And uh, they interviewed me that day. And before the interview, I heard one of the guys saying, I'll go with England. Slam dunk. They're going to crush it today. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I think he's right. He convinced me. So I put a bunch of Scooby Snacks on England. And in stoppage time, my guy Harry Kane scored a goal to yes. save my Scooby Snack, Sandy. And it all I, goes back to that, you know. It all traces question, back
3: though. to that. I, I never know. I, I, it's a kind of a personal question, if I may. Don't be insulted, but I got to okay. ask you: What is a Scooby Snack? And what did you oh, get? Oh, really? From? But, yeah. Oh, that's what
4: I've always said. I've substituted that for cash. Okay, right? Great Instead hand, of saying my, I put money on England. This is before it was, you know. Uh, before the Supreme Court said, you know, this shouldn't be federal law, state-by-state legislation in terms of legalized gambling. So I used to say Scooby Snacks instead of money because it was a little bit taboo. I've been saying that for years. So that's what it means, Andy Furman. I appreciate the question.
3: It's your mantra. Yeah, yeah, that's what
4: I do. But you know what? Iowa Sam, he's tapped in with pop culture. And I'm not going to do a great job describing this guy. It's an actor, Iowa Sam. But he was in a movie with, uh, oh gosh, it was like the the Pines, behind the Pines or something like that. He was in a musical, um, kind of a Harry Kane lookalike. Do you know where I'm going
0: with this? You're not talking about Ryan Gosling, are you?
4: That's who I'm talking Beyond, about. I don't I know how you oh, got Oh, from that La La, La Land. Well, he looks like Ryan. Harry <laughs> yes. Kane looks
0: like Ryan Gosling a little bit. Yes, I would totally agree no, he, yes, he does. He Wait. looks
4: like a very poor man's Ryan Gosling. Yes, but, yeah, okay. Yeah, he doesn't
3: look but, like But, him but he, does he does he look, look like him a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yes.
4: Like, totally slightly. But I, I was surprised by you telling me that, Andy, where these women are just going, they're fawning over Harry Kane like he's Ryan Gosling or
3: something. Well, I mean, I don't know Kane, why like they are, but they are. I just, I, look- To each his own, you know? I'm Uh lucky I had one woman in my life fawn over me. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it goes. I don't think Harry Kane would be a complainer in a relationship. No, I don't think that would be no. the case. No, I think he'd be a good man. I really do. I tell you what though, I tell you one relationship that's going pretty good right now is LeBron and the Lakers, I guess. And, and we wanted to know like really who won the sweepstakes. That's all they talked about LeBron going to the Lakers, we know the deal, 4 years 154 mil. He could have got 50 mil more if he stayed in Cleveland and maybe the Lakers are the winners. I don't know, but it's going to take time. We're going to see. I don't know, because the team he's going to right now in my heart of hearts is not much better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe I'm crazy. Tell me I'm crazy on that one. Well, I, I don't think they are much better. They've got
4: some young talent. But the funny thing is, everybody looks at the Lakers who won 35 games and they look at them positively. They're like, oh, Kyle Kuzma, he's a good offensive player and Brandon Ingram can do some things. they got some young talent. You make a trade and get these random pieces with Stevenson going over there and Rondo and JaVale McGee. and It's just a weird roster right now. But the point is, people look more favorably on the Lakers with their young talent because they didn't sniff the playoffs and because they didn't get crushed in the playoffs. You compare that to the Cavs, they're going up against the Warriors. Do you really think that the Lakers last season in a playoff series would have fared great against the Warriors? (laughs) So that's what I'm saying is they're evaluated on two different stages, and we're looking at the Cavs who were on the A stage in the NBA Finals against the Warriors, compared to the Lakers on the B stage, who weren't even close to sniffing the playoffs. And we've got these different evaluations for both rosters, and you're comparing them against teams that couldn't be more different from each other. It's just an unfair comparison. And I think if you saw the Lakers in the playoffs in a series against the Warriors, you'd be crushing them and be as critical of their roster as we are about the Cavs minus LeBron.
3: You make a great point because this is such an odd mix because LeBron James has been in eight consecutive appearances in the NBA Finals. He won it three times. The Lakers, what do they present for LeBron? They missed the playoffs five consecutive years. They finished in 11th place in the Western Conference. As you mentioned, 35 wins and 47 losses. Yeah, they got some young talent. Lonzo Ball, the number two pick. Uh, Rajon Rondo, mm. and now they got him. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, okay, and they signed Lance Stevenson. But I, I don't know. I just had enough for a championship? Now in Miami, no. when he bolted Cleveland, no. he had Dwayne no. Wade and Chris Bosh. So I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. So the jury's out. So who really won the sweepstakes? I'll tell you, the Eastern Conference, because next season for the first time in eight years, a team that doesn't have Mr. James will represent the East in the NBA Finals. So the Eastern Conference, you could say they're downtrodden and there's no real superstars there, but at least it's wide open right now. That's the winners to me. Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto, and Indiana. They got shots.
4: Well, yeah, I hear you on that. And we'll see where Kawhi Leonard ends up because there's some trade rumors with the Sixers and he's going to end up somewhere because the Spurs can't allow him to walk as a free agent next summer and get nothing for him. They've got to move him. So where he ends up, that could make a big, big difference in terms of at least who gets to the finals if he goes to an Eastern Conference team, right? So yep. we'll see. There's some stuff to be sorted out with Kawhi, who it's still unsettled where he's going to end up. But I really do think, Andy, it's like you've got to really think about changing the playoff format. No and doubt. these playoff teams 1 through 16. It is so top-heavy with the West And all these arguments to keep it East versus West. I'm a traditionalist. I like it being East versus West in the finals. But it's just not as good of a product. And I don't think I would miss it as much if it's just 1-16 through and we get a great finals matchup. If it happens to be two Western Conference teams, I don't think I'm going to be like, I'm not watching this. It's not East versus West. If it's a great product, I'm going to check it out. And people will also.
3: You know, you mentioned it's top-heavy. I'm going to tell you how top-heavy it is, okay? Because I'm going to put an asterisk next to what you said to kind of drive home this point. Western Conference teams have won 12 of their last 18 championships, and every player, get this one, every player on the last four all-NBA first teams now plays on a Western Conference team. That's how strong the West is. It's
4: crazy. It's crazy how strong it is. And these arguments for keeping it the way it is, where oh, it's cyclical, you know, the West is on top, but it'll be the East in time. How long is that going to take? Why yeah. would you, why would you wait the better part of a decade for it to cycle itself out when you could, I don't know, just change the format and poof. The cycle is right before our eyes. Why would we wait on something to possibly line up and possibly be even in terms of the talent distribution between the East and the West when you could just make a change and all of a sudden not have to worry about it?
3: The only thing I'm excited about is maybe, maybe as a long-suffering New York Knicks fan, maybe they could get into the playoffs next year. Maybe. I don't know. No. They have no chance. Oh, Poor You're killing me. I'm serious.
4: Poor Zingis. He's going to miss oh, maybe the entire season I know. or the better part yeah. of the season. Unless Kevin Knox is just killing it. No, the Knicks are not going to be in the playoffs. They you talk saw about that. a
3: team that's snake bitten. I mean, that team is. I mean, really and truly, I've always believed that as the Knicks go at New York, the city of New York carries the NBA. Look, I know people could argue when I say that, and the league is very very strong. But I'm telling you, if New York gets into the playoffs or goes deep in the playoffs the nba explodes it explodes when new york gets into the playoffs or goes deep in the playoffs that's how strong the new york franchise is for the nba i
4: mean well yeah. look man it's a great atmosphere i love the playoff atmosphere in the garden it's unbelievable so the hope isn't this season it's next summer when Kyrie Irving is a free agent and there's talk about him teaming up with Jimmy Butler at some point or another. If you could somehow get Kyrie Irving as the Knicks franchise and pair him with Porzingis and you've got Kevin Knox over there and all of a sudden you got some – that absolutely is a playoff team if they're able to make that happen. So I hope – for their sake and also the NBA's sake cuz I agree yeah. with you it's more interesting it doesn't it's not like the NBA can't thrive without the Knicks it's not that type of deal but man it's like a great salad dressing on a salad you know right it's like that. man it just makes it so much better now that the Knicks are relevant again
3: and i'll tell you something else to me the NBA the NFL better watch out because the NBA is slowly but surely creeping up on their back I'm not gonna no. say the NBA is gonna be more popular than the NFL, but the gap is closed. You gotta admit that. The gap no, is it's closed. Not at all. Oh, come not on. At all.
4: Please it's not yes. at all. Yes. Yes, it's it ridiculous. Has. It's yes, a it joke. People completely, completely overstate how supposedly close the gap is. It is like close. Our, one of our bosses, Scott Shapiro, he'll typically send out an email right around this time of the year, by the way, where it will have the top fifty highest rated sports programs of the year so far. And it's just, the top ten is just NFL, 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 NFL. And you're like, wait a minute. This week seven Monday night game drew better ratings than the Western Conference Finals game four? Whatever. Just random stuff. You've got regular season games completely blowing out the water some NBA playoff games. No. Like... Sure, the gap has been closed a little bit.
3: But That's to all make I'm saying. It sound
4: like it's any close? It's like neck and neck or anywhere. No, the
3: gap is closed, and I'll tell you even what. Even
2: close in ten
3: years, it'll be that much closer. And I'll tell you why, because the game of football, to, in the minds of many parents, is too dangerous for their kids to play. And I think you'll see an attrition. Doesn't mean they won't watch it. Well, I, but there won't be. There'll be less players playing the game. I mean, I it's think they'll never going to get to the point
4: where the NFL quality is just bad. No, I don't <laughs> it's think so. Like, I, oh, I don't man, know. This is just bad
3: product. Is that going to happen? The NBA has made a, a run. That's all I'm saying. They have made a run. They've they have closed it. the gap a They've little. bit. They've made progress.
4: Oh, like, thank you.
0: A little bit,
4: but it's okay. completely, it's it's completely blown out of proportion. It'd be like look at the NFL standings. Take a bottom feeder. Like take the well, I, I wouldn't call the NBA like the Bears. The Browns. But take a team that's. No, no, no. The NBA is not that bad, you know, in terms of it's a very, very popular league. But in terms of the ratings, it's not where the NFL is. If you took a team that say they went eight and eight and all of a sudden they closed the gap a little bit with the first place team. And it's like they didn't surpass the first place team. They're still noticeably noticeably behind the first place team. So so don't, don't mistake progress. For more than it actually is. You know, that's all, right. all I'm saying. Okay. I that's need
3: all. It. he's yeah. Brian No. You want to say something to him? You can do it on Twitter at the No Show, N-O-E-Show. We'll read him or at Andy Furman FSR or 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Bottom barrel betting at the end of this hour, hour number three. We'll talk basketball with the Dean of Ohio Sports Writers, the one and only Bill Livingston. That follows with nose picks. And of course, spray and forget the original no rinse cleaner the yellow label is your guarantee now it really isn't that easy to run and hide we'll tell you why next he's in no man's land we'll get to that in just about a minute 23 past the hour this is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah, Mandy Furman. And by the way, we're proudly brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And you know, sometimes, being in the world of sports, there's heartache, there's emotion, there's elation, and sometimes there's sadness. And right now, we have to touch on this sadness. This story here with the 12 boys and their soccer coach trapped in a cave in Thailand. I mean, it's an amazing story. It's gut-wrenching. And at 10 o'clock Eastern time today, the first rescue could be going on. They've already lost a diver. This story is like, mm. it's it's gut-wrenching. It really is. It's
4: crazy, man. <laughs> I I can't remember who was telling me this story. It was either my mom or my sister when I was at home visiting in South Bend. And I was like, what? They're trapped in a cave? How Life. long have they been there? <laughs> there are people diving. It's amazing what's it going is. on
3: with this thing. There's no doubt. And, you know, what could you say? I mean, really, uh, what could you actually say about it? I mean, just you pray that everything goes well. You hope they're all saved. But the diver yesterday was uh, – he drowned. He he was finished yesterday mm. because the waters are coming in. And it's, it's terrible. It, it really is. But I know – Everybody out there is is watching and praying, and hopefully Godspeed and things will work out for the best for all these youngsters, really and truly. But for you, I know you got a couple of tweets. People are commenting right now.
4: Yeah, so uh, we talked a lot about the fanboys last year, and you had Sixers fanboys, you had Rockets, <laughs> and Celtics fanboys. Those were the three franchises that had the fanboy market cornered, right? Yeah. Oh, we're going to win it all. That sort of thing. You know who is joining the party in a big way, Andy Furman? Laker Mm. fanboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are coming out in full force. Our guy Mark checks in. LBJ is about to take off, leading a young squad to challenge to come out of the West. Hashtag Lake show. No, they're not. (laughs) Not this season. Dude, that roster is nowhere (laughs) near competing for a championship (laughs) in the West. Are you kidding me? You got one star, one. the The Amazing. Warriors have five now. It's ridiculous what they have, and take and this, they have four, Andy. four
3: Hall of Famers, perhaps really and truly, four, could be four Hall oh. of Famers. Yes, yes, it's and people, people act like they're way
4: more vulnerable than they actually are. The worst thing that could have happened to the Western Conference specifically in the NBA as a whole. The Rockets having a 3-2 series lead. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden, Bob Myers is like, we got to upgrade this roster here. And he went out and got Boogie freaking cousins. They might get Jonas Jurebko. It would be a nice role player for them. But well, we got another tweet here. D checks D. in and says, great job on the show this morning. Yeah, D-E-E. D-E-E. Yeah, D-E-E, and then it's G, period. So D G. like it. D G. D G. So they write in, great job on the show this morning. Quick point, Lakers fans since the inception of Showtime, and as far as the Cousins thing goes, never been interested in bringing him in. Said it was horrible idea since he was still with the Kings, so it's not all of us. Okay, huh? I could understand that, but here's the thing, Andy. It's not like Boogie Cousins is the epitome of a great teammate. He's a team first guy. He never has an emotional breakdown here or there. Sure, there's some things to look at Boogie Cousins and say, no thanks, not interested. But I find it really hard to believe if Boogie Cousins was signed by the Lakers and he was in purple and gold, you'd have a lot of Laker fans saying, nope, don't like this signing, out on it. Not a fan. I don't think you would have too many of those people being Oh, they'd
3: be painting the banners right now. But you know yes. what? I'm going to defend the fanboys as I have done in the past. You know, Uh-oh. they're passionate, and that's basically what sports is all about. You know, it turns my stomach, and I, and I hear these idiots just running, ranting, and raving. But it's a great thing for sports because they buy tickets. They, they keep the sport rolling. They, they're promotionally minded. Uh, they're, they're supportive, and they, they're, they're right there. They support sports, and that's what sports is all about. They're yeah. the backbone of sports. They really are. A the hardcore sports true. fan. You're That's very a... positive when it comes to
4: fanboys. Listen, They're huge. A sense, Adam Silver. If Adam Silver goes, you're on a fanboy
3: with the Dolphins. You're a Dolphin no, fanboy in a no, sense. No, a small no. fanboy. Here's,
4: look, no, not at all. Here's the thing. I'm a huge Dolphins fan. I'm right. not a fanboy. A fanboy is someone who talks about his or her team because a girl, fan girl, whatever, in unrealistic it's, terms. Unrealistic. Like, yeah. oh, the Dolphins are going to win a Super Bowl. All these people saying they won't make the play- playoffs are crazy. Like, that would be a fanboy comment. I All am right. not that no. guy when it comes to the Dolphins, Andy.
3: You're just a fan. Yeah. Okay. Huge fan. I, I, not a fanboy. I know that, but... By the way. You want uh, we... one more? You want one more
4: tweet? This is funny. Yeah, okay. Check this out. Dennis, he checks in and says, I agree. Danica Patrick seems unlikable. Likely swears, loses her temper, right. can't be satisfied with anything. Just a pain in the neck.
3: And probably choose tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it with a chill in I love in her that mouth, tweet. Really.
4: I think that's hilarious. I that's would love one. to know. I mean, not personally, but I would love to just be informed how she is as a girlfriend because she could be totally cool. She just seems like a complainer. I just get that sense.
3: Well, she probably is. I'm sure she is. A whiner too. A big time Maybe. whiner. By the Maybe. way, uh, we you touched on this before. Thank you, Kawhi Leonard. This guy's really in no man's land. He's demanding a trade from the Spurs, but he's locked mm-hmm. into his contract for at least one more year. And speaking of the Spurs, what about Tony Parker moving to the mm. Hornets? He wants to play 20 years. To me, that's an amazing number to play 20 years in the NBA. I, I, I'm I'm flabbergasted. 20 years with the travel and, and just the running up and down and banging on the knees. I think that's that's an amazing number, 20 years. But to leave the Spurs to the Hornets. I'm I'm almost shocked that he did that. I really am.
4: Yeah, well, it's tough. I would have liked to seen him end his career in San Antonio like Tim Duncan did. I think it's sad that Tony Parker's going to go to the Charlotte Hornets. It's not like he's going to an organization where he's going to make a run at a championship or do some things that are really impressive from a team standpoint, not just individually. So I think it's a sad ending yes. to a, a great career in San Antonio. But beyond that, you think about how it ended for Tony Parker the last thing you're going to remember is him saying, "Yeah, hey, my quad injury was a hundred times worse than Kawhi's, right. and right. that reportedly being the end for Kawhi. It's like, I'm done. I'm done with this franchise. Right. The the Spurs could legitimately not be contenders for the next five to ten years, and you're going to trace it back to partially Tony Parker's comments having <laughs> an effect on Kawhi not being there. Like, that's right. the end of his San Antonio
3: run." No doubt about that. We'll pick that up in just about a minute, but right now, Warriors fans, listen up. Super teams don't always win. We'll tell you why in just about a minute, but now our guy, Figgy, with the latest.
5: All right, Andy, the Suns are far from a super team, but they got a pretty talented guard on their hands. They signed Devin Booker to a five-year, $158 million contract extension on Saturday night. Elsewhere, we look on the baseball diamond from Saturday. Diamondbacks, they trounced the Padres 20-5. to The Snakes hit five home runs on the night. Will Myers did have three home runs for San Diego in the loss. Angels slugger Mike Trout had a home run in a losing effort against the Dodgers as the Blue beat the Angels 3-1. Phillies over the Pirates for their sixth straight victory. Red Sox hammered Kansas City 15-4. Yankees, Cubs, and Nationals all got victories. The Nationals got 10 RBI for Mark Reynolds in their victory over the Miami Marlins. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the UFC on Saturday night, 226 was the card. First off, light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier did defeat Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight championship, making him just the second fighter to hold titles in different weight classes concurrently. After the fight, Dana White, president of the UFC, did announce that former heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar will challenge Cormier for the championship at a later date. Back to Brian and Andy.
3: Thank you so much. See you in an hour, Kev. Okay, it won't be easy. That's coming right up. It's Brian No. It's Andy Furman. I want to welcome everybody back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And B, with your permission, I'm going to go to a caller who's been holding for a bit because they come nope, first.
4: No, nope, Th- nope? no, no caller. Really? You don't have my really? permission. No. Thumbs down. Uh, all right. No, it's fine. No, I want to Because hear this. you know there are
3: there are there are backbone. There are fanboys. They really <laughs> are. And I don't want to apologize for making him whole for a while. Big Ben in Huntington Beach Cali wants to talk to Brian o and Andy from Hello Ben, how are you?
0: I'm great, guys. Hey, love your show. Thank you for helping me through the work day. I appreciate that. First off, I've been a Warriors fan since 1988. My first game, they retired Rick Barry's number. So I've been through the trenches, through the dumpster fires. And Oakland in specific, that's the sixth or seventh biggest market. So I don't know why people aren't celebrating this more. Like, look, they didn't even win the conference finals. They went straight to the championship after losing in the first round of the Clippers the year before the second round of the Spurs. So how come this isn't the lead story? I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts about it. Because they
4: won without before him. You go, but, but before you go, are you at work right now? I'm really yeah. curious. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am.
3: What do you do? What,
4: it, can you share your occupation? I drive a gas truck. Nice. Be careful.
3: Don't let any matches. <laughs>
0: no, no no firecrackers either. No fireworks. I guarantee that. Go.
3: Tell him, well, B. Awesome. Tell him why.
4: Tell him why it wasn't a big story with KD. I, I disagree because it's not good for the league. It's good for the Warriors. The NBA is a better product with Kevin Durant not on the Warriors. I would much rather see the Warriors-Thunder series, you know, when the Thunder had the 3-1 right. lead when KD yeah. was still there, and the Warriors come back. That, to me, is exciting. It's more exciting to me heading into a season saying, well, between these three, four, five teams, any of them could win a championship at the very least. You can't say that in the NBA. So that's one of the reasons it hasn't been talked about because it's, it's bad for the league. It's great for the Warriors. It's not good for the league.
3: Well, he's a Warrior fan, so it's great for him. And they wanted to know why the story wasn't bigger. Well, number one, LeBron takes center stage because people didn't know where he was going to go. Number two, people right. figured that Kevin's going to resign because he jumped Oklahoma City to go there. Right. And number three, right. Golden State won without Kevin Durant. So what's the big well, yes. deal? So that's Well,
4: thing. and that's the thing is it was an expected move. You know, you hit on it. It's very true. If, um, if Kawhi Leonard signed with some team in the East, you'd be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be the Lakers the whole time. That would right. actually
3: be a bigger story. doesn't mean it would have a bigger impact. It would just be a bigger story. No doubt. And let's go back to Kawhi Leonard for just a second. You talked about the Tony Parker situation when Tony said his his quad injury was worse than Kawhi, and that basically lit the fire on the So I'm out of here. Remember during the All-Star break, he had the personal trainers in New York City. It was reported this week that Kawhi Leonard ran away from members of the Spurs front office who had hoped to check in on him during those workouts and the training situation (laughs) in New York. He ran away. What is this guy? Is he a flake? I mean, you got to question not his basketball skill level because he's a tremendous player, but really his mindset between the years. That's what you got to question. Well, he's just done with San Antonio.
4: That's really what it comes down to. And it couldn't make it more obvious. If it leaks that he wants to be traded and also feels betrayed, he's not trying to be a spur. Like,. It's not surprising to me, and his camp downplays it and says, oh, no, 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 we didn't avoid the Spurs and whatever. But do you really think that's the case? I mean, honestly, like, if it didn't unfold that way exactly in New York, ask yourself this. If Kawhi Leonard wants to be traded and feels betrayed, why would he make himself readily available to just basically hang out with the Spurs? Why? It would be like, I don't know, if you were just over – An ex-girlfriend, you're like, I'm done. I'm done with this, you know, whatever was wrong with the relationship. And all of a sudden she's like, no, no, hey, come on, come on out to dinner. Come on out to, let's just uh, spend some time. You're like, no, I'm
3: good. You know, like that's where Kawhi is with the Spurs. There's no doubt about that. And I mentioned the fact that hey, super teams don't always win. Because I think that even though the Warriors have a super team, yeah, there's a good chance they're going to win. Number one, they will probably win because the league isn't as strong as them. But go, going back, and I'm going to contradict myself right now, from 1980 to 1988, either the Lakers or the Celtics won the NBA title. So super teams do win. And people are going nuts with the competitive balance, and they should. You know, maybe the competition was better back then. I don't know. but oh, right it was now so much better. So the, much better. Because there were less teams. I, I believe that when there's less no. teams, you know, there's better players in the league. Now there's players that probably wouldn't have made the league back no. then. Andy,
4: you, it's like that's not the reason why you have the Warriors, you know, drubbing the league. That's not why. Because you have, what, a couple more teams now compared to then? No, it's just you had – you didn't have as great of super teams as you do right now with the Warriors. They didn't. There wasn't that big of a talent disparity between oh, there is teams now. in that era. Yeah, oh, right. there a huge talent disparity. So that's what it's about. That that's why. Like, like not all eras are the same. You could go and you referenced it where the Lakers and the Celtics dominated the eighties. The Bulls dominated the nineties, but it was a different kind of domination. The Bulls never swept anybody in the finals. They were all six game series with the exception of beating the Lakers in five in ninety one. And some of those series were really compelling series, right? John Paxson hitting the shot against the Suns, right? If he doesn't that there's game seven, right? You look at the two against the jazz in 97 and 98. Those were really close. Competitive could go either way type series. And and that's not what we got with the Warriors. They swept the Cavs. They crushed them the last two seasons,
3: so it's not the same thing as other eras. Well, two years ago, didn't they go like 12-0 and 0 in the playoffs? They didn't even lose a game. They yeah, just... before losing one game in the finals. Right. That was they, it. They just walked over everybody. I mean, look, uh, they had a super team when James, when LeBron James was in Miami with uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. But even that team was two for four in the finals. But this team right now is a super team. I mean, this team might be better, and you could argue about that. Everybody's arguing about Michael J- Michael Jordan and, and uh, LeBron. Forget about that argument. The argument should be made: Is Golden State better than the Celtics team with Bird, McHale, and Paris and Danny Ainge? Is it better with that? Is it better than the Celtics team with Russell, Havlicek, Kuzi, and Sam Jones? Is it better than that team? I think they may very well be. I think they're better than them.
4: Right, and that just isn't compelling to me. You know, like we could have those arguments for a day. No, I'm telling you, it just, it doesn't carry right. You could have that conversation for a day, maybe, but I'd much rather have a competitive league where day in and day out, you're like, man, I don't know who the heck's going to win a championship this season. That's what is compelling to me. And that's what the NBA does not have.
3: But but you know what, the NBA, and I remember this as a kid, they used to have the NBA standings in the New York Post. And my daddy used to bring the New York Post to them every day. And there was a little box underneath the standings that said how they did it. It was a great stat. They had every team alphabetically and who they played and how many games they've won against that team. And when the season would start, the Celtics would be like 16-1. and 1. It was of eight. Believe me, I don't know if you remember this, the NBA had eight teams when I was a kid, four in mm-hmm. the East and four in the West. And it was right. like uh, Will Chamberlain and the said The Celtics it best. had
4: every good player,
3: <laughs> right? And Will Chamberlain <laughs> said it best that he rest in peace. He says we play 82 games a year to eliminate the Knicks because the first three teams in each division got in the playoffs. So it was six teams in you know in the playoffs, and two teams never got in, and the Knicks never got in. That's what he did. And the Celtics would open the season with a record like 22 and two every year. They ran away with it by by Christmas time. It was over. Really? Was it good? I don't know if it was good, but some of the teams are so bad. But the league was not even a a twinkle of what it is right now. Not even a touch. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. That's all well and good. It's just
4: it's not a compelling product in terms of hey, who's going to win a championship compared to the NFL? Who's going to win the Super Bowl this this season? Who's I don't gonna know. Be? I don't know. You that's could make a good an thing. argument for a legitimate argument. For three or four eight teams. to twelve teams. Uh, that's
3: a lot. Easy. Are you kidding me? Eight to twelve. Really?
4: Start going through it. Okay. Yeah, New, absolutely. New,
3: New England, Pittsburgh are two. Green Bay is three. Atlanta's four. Okay. Maybe the Rams, five, perhaps. Uh, I mean, F- Andy, start going through it. Uh, Philly? <laughs> Hello? That's What <laughs> a Super Bowl. That's the
4: six? Saints? Carolina was an 11 win team. Are you telling me they have no chance whatsoever? Of course they have a chance. Look at Minnesota getting Kirk Cousins. Look at all. Look at uh, the. I almost said San Diego. Look at the Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers have a lot of talent. They have no chance to win a Super Bowl. You can make a great argument that a good eight to 10 teams, and you could extend it a little bit too. Aaron Rodgers back healthy again. They have no chance whatsoever. The Falcons were a playoff team. They made it two seasons ago where they have no chance. Of course they have a ch- There are a lot of teams that have a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. How many right. teams have a legitimate chance to win a championship short of the Warriors getting ravaged by injuries? You're exactly many?
3: right. You know, and you know what, though? And, and shame on the league for not catching up to them. You know? Shame on the league. I mean, it's disgusting that they right now we know the Warriors have a domination of the league and they may win the next three years. They may win the next three years. And why LeBron James had decided to go west in the division, he may not look. Well, a, he may not make the playoffs next year with LA. No. B, if no. he does. B, if he does, they won't get out of the West anyway. That make a difference.
4: Can you imagine if they didn't make the playoffs? There's, there's, a, there's a chance. There's a chance. I don't there's, think that's a, that's a small chance, we'll man. Because we know LeBron's impact when he goes to a team. We, he has a big impact. But there's a better listen, chance. Andy, the,
3: the better chance the Cavaliers won't make the playoffs.
4: Well, of course, of course. Yeah. But I mean, the East isn't exactly a juggernaut, right? Like, right. Um, but that's a legitimate question, right there. Which is a better chance of happening: the Lakers not making the playoffs? Or the the Cavs, does that make sense? The Cavs not Cavs making, making the playoffs. the
3: Cavs making the playoffs. Right, yeah.
4: right, yeah, 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 the Cavs yeah. making the playoffs. I, well, you look at the standings last year, you had, what, two, three games separating the three through eight seeds? Yeah. There's a lot of talent over there. I still think the Lakers find a way into the playoffs, but it's not outside the realm of possibility that they don't. Uh, no the odds about. are far against it, but...
3: I'm with you right there. It here.
4: seems like, wow, you're a crazy person, Andy Furman. The more you think about it, it's like, eh, there is a chance. There's There's a lot of talent chance.
2: over
3: there in that conference. I'm with you right there. Brian, no, Andy Furman. We're live from the Gaggo Fox Sports Radio Studios. You know, it's like having a cold beer in the middle of the desert. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. Bottom barrel betting right around the corner about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's play this game. Let's do it. You
1: got that thing for me? It's bottom. It's bottom. Oh, no. You thought you was late. Barrel. You put my f- Money to sleep. You go get my money I'll put your f- brain to sleep.
3: Betty. Yes, it is. And it it's a proud service of GEICO. I got some great news. Here's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I got even better news. Here's the ringleader, Ryan Bershinger for Bottom Barrel. Betty, hello, Ryan. Hello, Andy. Hello, Brian. Good morning, guys. What's going
2: on? Well, uh, taking a look at the scoreboard from last week, uh, mm. Let's, let's take a quick recap. We did a couple things on the hot dog eating contest uh, where you guys both had the same. Uh, you both said Chestnut was going to win, so you both got that one. Uh, both thought he'd go under 72, which despite what ESPN was saying during the actual competition, he ended up with 74 at the end, which is wow absurd. And uh, Mickey Sudo... Uh, We put over-under at 41 hot dogs. She finished with 37, but she did win the women's competition again. So one for three uh, for both of you on the hot dog eating portion. Mm. But for the World Cup games, Brian took both of them. Uh, Brian, you picked correctly Russia over Spain and Croatia over Denmark. Andy, unfortunately, you picked the losers in both of us.
3: How did you know that, I got the win. I'll strong, take it,
4: Ryan. Strong. I will take. I am
2: Stop Mr. Gloating. World Cup.
3: Stop gloating! Stop <laughs> gloating! I am
2: Mr. World Cup. That's Andy. right. That's right. So, uh, looking at this week, uh, I want to know what do you guys think? Uh, who advances to the final in the World Cup with the final four set? We got Belgium. Goodness, just yeah, yeah. Belgium, France, uh, Russia, and Croatia. Or excuse me, England and Croatia. Well, he
3: won. Let him go first. Yes.
2: Okay. So, what's the question? Who wins it all, or who advances who, to who the advances final? Who advances to the final? The finals next Sunday, so it won't have been played. Oh, so you need, I am going we need two Belgium,
3: England.
4: England.
2: Belgium, That's going to be the
4: matchup. Yes.
3: You know what, though, I, I I hate agreeing with him. My heart and and my soul say England because I'm rooting for England and Belgium. The way they came back, I, I got to go England, Belgium as well, and I hate doing that because he said it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Strong choices.
2: Uh, over under 33 and a half fouls in the third place game combined for both teams uh, I Andy. say under, under
4: under under wow that seems high I'll go under mm-hmm. as well all
2: right all right Ooh. and uh the NL voting for uh second baseman the the all-star voting finals uh come out today the uh <laughs> the it was very tight for National League second baseman. Uh, these three guys were within 150,000 votes with 12 hours to go. Ozzie Albies, Javi Baez, and Scooter Jeanette. Who ends up getting the starting gig?
3: Oh my gosh. I got, you know, what? I'm going bottom with Scooter. barrel betting. here. Yes. It's got to go with Scooter. He's a nationally Scooter. batting champ. He's got to get it. I go with Scooter. I want him. All right. Say say the choices again, real quick
4: Ozzie Albies of the Braves, Javi Baez. That's who it is. Albies is going. He had a walk Sweet. off Homer within the last week or So yes, I'm going did. with him.
2: Okay, and finally New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki. Who you got? Suzuki. Suzuki. I'll
4: go the other way. Sweet. The guy is he's, he's a force to be reckoned Heck with. Yeah.
3: He's a team of one. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. That's why. This is the power hour, a.k.a. the hour of power. And who's got more power in the world of sports than my partner? The one and only doctor. Brian, no. Hello, B. It's hour three.
4: What's going on, Andy Furman? Pleased to be with you here. All this summer league hype. I mean, you've talked about it a lot where... uh... And not to beat a dead horse, but if you're Rob Manfred, you gotta be like, Are you kidding me right now? Are you serious? <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> exhibition games in the NBA that are getting more hype and more coverage than real baseball games. That that's not easy to take.
3: Well, you know, I, I think the bottom line is this. I think baseball is too long, and I think our society today—we want everything like now. We want glasses yeah. in less than an hour. We want fast yeah. food. Everything is like we don't have—we we don't have the the attention span, and especially the millennials. Millennials that uh, they, they want to go out there. The and, what? Where was that? Where are they? <laughs> The kids in their twenties, okay? <laughs> I got my tongue tied over here on, on a quaff drop, whatever it may be. But the point oh, yeah, is this, you know, they they don't have the time. That's why they love soccer. They don't love the sport of soccer because it's soccer. They love it because and they know in ninety minutes they're gonna go home. There's no timeouts. Yeah. You get there seven o'clock, you're home at nine. Well, yeah, I
4: mean it is. It's the A D D day and age. And but it's just the way is life long. is. Right. I mean you look at a kid. It's funny, man. My nephews, my nephews are 15 and 13. And it is just constant stimulation in terms of if they have their phone in front of them. If uh, <laughs> you know, if a conversation tends to drag a little bit or something just isn't interesting, and it happens in the blink of an eye. It could be one sentence. That doesn't quite do it for them. And they're reaching for their phone to like, all right, I got to get some sort of stimulation here. That's just the way people are these days. And if there's an at-bat that drags on and there's, you know, five foul balls, and there are a lot of people in the time in between pitches, they just don't have the patience for it. Well,
3: it's not just the three and a half, four hour games that are killing it. The fact that it's 162 games. That's a problem as well. I just think the season's too long. You know, one of the things that makes football super is the fact that it's once a week. And it just leads up to that drama on Sunday. The crescendo factor, really. I mean, you talk about a game on Sunday and it's over with and your team loses. You can't wait for them to get back on the field by next Sunday. That's what it's all about. There's
4: some truth to it. But look, if it's a great product, you're going to be sampling it and you're going to be watching it. It all comes back to the product. Because think of the UFC, we don't have pay-per-views every single week, you know? It seems like it, but we don't. Yeah, There was a UFC event last night, you know? Daniel Cormier against Stipe Miocic. And it's light heavyweight champion versus heavyweight champion. And there was hardly any hype and buildup leading up to that super fight. So it's not like there are pay-per-views, you know, multiple pay-per-views during one week. There's a lot of time in between. It's all about the product, and it's all about does this do it for you? And if you don't think it's a great product, it doesn't matter how much you space it out.
3: It's still not going to sell. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think the product of USC is pretty good, and the Cormier situation is a great story because now he has this what? He holds two weight class championships at the same time. You know, light heavyweight. And now he's the heavyweight mm-hmm. one, and it's the second fighter ever to do that. But now with the Brock Lesnar situation, I think there's going to be an interest because Lesnar's going to come out of retirement. and he's forty years old. He's going to fight what he hasn't fought since uh, 2016, and that that's going to create the situation. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's not the sport. Maybe it's the hype surrounding the sport. Maybe it's Lesnar Cormier. It's the individuals in the sport rather than the sport itself. Right. Well, I mean, you have to have something in addition
4: to the sport for a lot of fringe fans. The fringe fans aren't consumed by the sport. That's why they're fringe, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have something in addition to get the fringe fans involved. And if it happens to be Brock Lesnar coming to the Octagon randomly just, hey, I was just out for a stroll, At whoa, look at me, I'm in the (laughs) Octagon with a microphone in front of my face. I guess I'll talk trash to Cormier. You know, like... That gets noticed. It's the fight game. This has been going on for decades where fighters talk trash to other fighters. They do things to hype up fights. And for Brock Lesnar to do that, yeah, it's pro wrestling. It has that aspect to it. But it's needed because without that, the fight last night, it didn't have hype. It just didn't. So you need to do those things. And it's just funny that some of these UFC purists, yes, there is such a thing, where they're like, they don't need to resort to these sort of Pro wrestling tactics, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Because they do. it didn't sell before. It there was no hype well, leading up to that fight last. Everybody night.
3: Everybody loves drama. That's why soap operas are still going on TV today. Everybody loves that drama, and there's drama in the NBA. And Kyrie Irving and I call him Kyrie Irving because his proved positive. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James reportedly had a rough relationship from the moment that LeBron left Miami to go to Cleveland. And Jason Lloyd of the Athletic said this about LeBron and Kyrie's relationship earlier this week. Where I'm. 92-3, the fan in Cleveland. Listen to this.
0: It has been made clear to me by multiple people Kyrie never really wanted LeBron to come back in the first place, that he didn't think like, that it was necessary. LeBron said something to Kyrie on the court following a game when he was with Miami, something effective. the effect of, keep going, keep, keep doing what you're doing, you never know, I could be back here one day or something like that, and Kyrie went in the locker room and basically said, we don't need that. Like, What's he talking about? We don't need that. He didn't want him here in the first place. He, he didn't think the Cavs needed LeBron. He didn't want him here in the first place. That's been told to me by many, many, wow. many people throughout the organization.
3: This is proof positive that he's Kai me. And he's a kid that came out of Duke that he only played like 10 games before he got drafted anyway because he was injured. Why wouldn't he want to play with the greatest player on the face of the earth? What? Tell me why. Ego? Because he wanted to be the man for his own team? He's on the Celtics now. He's not even the man on the Celtics.
4: Well, he would be. He was just injured toward the end of the season. wasn't there for the playoffs, but he's the best player on the Celtics. But they I, proved positive; they didn't need him
3: to win, right? Well, what did they win? Well, they, what they didn't, they didn't lose. I mean, they didn't fall out. They didn't fall out of okay, the stratosphere they, when he was gone. They they
4: beat the Bucks in seven and outlasted the Sixers and, and? gave the Cavs a hard time. They did without Kyrie. Okay. All right, great. And that got him where? That got him a deep run in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not competing for a championship without Kyrie Irving. This thought that they're good without him is ridiculous. No, I I agree. He's
3: their best player. But here's the problem. The fact that they went that deep without him shows me that Kyrie or Kyrie's ego is such a – factor that he does, yeah. he says to himself, hey, look, they're going to win without me. I can't be the man. 2019, I'm from South Orange, New Jersey. I grew up rooting for the Knicks. I want to play for the Knicks when I'm a free agent. He's going to go to the Knicks. Well, there's definitely a... <laughs>
4: then. There's an inflated sense of confidence from Kyrie Irving, right? <laughs> like, he's like, I don't really need LeBron. Like, we're good without this guy. Or uh, Yeah, I hear what you're saying in terms of that, but you can't sell him short as a player just because he thinks he's better than he actually is.
3: Well, he's a great player, and he may very well be a future Hall of Famer. He's a tremendous player. There's no doubt about that. And more than that, he's a rock star now because he's in the movies. So he's not only a player, he's an entertainer. So he's got it both going for him right now. But the fact that he could say, proof positive that I don't want to play with this guy or I don't need this guy, that's insane. I mean, some of the statements that are coming out by some of these players right now, we heard this. I mean, the Patrick Beverly thing that we had in the Bronx talk. that He said his team's going to be better than Golden State. What, what are these people drinking or saying or smoking? I mean, it doesn't make well, any sense. Here's
4: the thing, man. There are some players in the league that would rather not be the second fiddle on a championship team and they would opt to be the superstar on a non-championship team that's true there are some guys that have that mentality I think that Kyrie Irving is one of those guys in a perfect world he would be the best player on a championship winning team of course he would want that everybody wants that but if it's a difference between, hey, you got to be the second guy behind LeBron while winning a championship, or you can be the man, and you come close, but you don't quite win a championship, Kyrie would sign up for that second option.
3: Well, Kevin Durant signed up for because he couldn't win being the man in Oklahoma City. She so says, you know well, what? He was up three games to one, and he couldn't close it out. Kevin Durant went the opposite way than Kyrie Irving
4: would. Because Kyrie Irving saying, yeah, I really don't need LeBron. I'm good. You know that show, And leaving there, by the way, that shows that, yes, he would rather win a championship while being the main guy. But if it came to one option or the other, he doesn't want to be the second guy to anybody. And if that means sacrificing a championship to be the number one guy, he's willing to do it. Now, Kevin Durant went the other way. Kevin Durant was willing to join a team and maybe not be the best player or recognized as the best player. He turned out to be the best player, by the way, but there was a chance with his role in joining a 73-win team that he wasn't either going to be the best player or he wasn't going to get the credit that he deserved for joining that team and hopping on the bandwagon. But he was like, you know what? I'm sick of this losing, man. I want to play this fun, open style of basketball and don't – don't, don't get BS'd, right? He wanted to win a championship as well. He was tired of coming short and and not winning one. So that's that's where he went. So I think okay, it's but, a different you know mentality than Kyrie Irving.
3: Let, let me backtrack a little because you said something, Kevin Durant, you put words in his mouth, I'm sick of this losing. No, I think it's more like I can't win here. That, that's that's the reality. I can't okay, win and, here.
4: And, and at the heart of that, what's included there? He didn't go and join the Orlando Magic Oh, yeah. He joined the Warriors. Okay. So it's not just, I can't win here. Well, he's going to win with Golden State. So winning a championship is tied to that.
3: And you put a term on that, which I agree. You called it a punk move. And I thought it was a punk move. I'm not taking yeah, anything away from his sure. skills. He's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer as well. But the point is this. I'd have a lot more respect for him if he stayed in Oklahoma City like Russell Westbrook did and the two of them joined forces and now with Paul George. Maybe they could win. Maybe they could win. Show me some. You guys are up three games to one two years ago and you couldn't close it out. What does that tell you? Um, well, it told me that they, they were a, a, a title
4: contending team that came real close. When you are you have a 3-1 lead on a 73 win team, you know? That says a lot about your franchise. So it, the odds weren't in their favor to win a championship, but they had some odds. <laughs> they oh, had yeah, a chance, you know? I think and you they just went a different and... way, but I, not everybody has that same mentality as Kevin Durant. There are a lot of players that wouldn't have joined the team that beat them. So look, there are a lot of different players that have different views. And different desires. Right. And I think that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, in terms of their mindset and what they're comfortable with, is much different. I think
3: they're the polar opposites. Right. And, and then you got to throw LeBron James in the situation. What on earth? What, what did he see in L.A.? Besides his two homes there, and maybe his family wanted to move there, but I, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel immediately for the L.A. Lakers, even with LeBron. I really don't. Well, I mean, look,
4: its they're not a finished product at all. And with Kawhi Leonard wanting to be a Laker, I'm sure that LeBron has his eye on that, right? Yeah. He, it, they're not going to stay as currently constructed the whole time LeBron is there, right? So we can't make it sound like this is the Lakers for the next four years with LeBron. That's just simply not going to be the case. They might not even have this roster when the season starts, Right? Because there could be some kind of move made to get Ka- to get Kawhi Leonard over there. Right. Or if it doesn't work out, it's possible he goes over there as a free agent next summer. So they're not a finished product. So we shouldn't look at the Lakers as if they are. Well,
3: that's a good point. It, it really is. And you know what? Maybe LeBron has some input. I would think that he probably does have some input. I think he probably wanted to get a uh, Rajon Rondo with him. I think he did because, you know, from what I've read lately about LeBron... He's, he wants to be a, not the guy that sets people up, but he wants to be the finisher, the closer. And these guys are going to pass him the ball and set him up. You know, guys like right. Stevenson and, and Rondo, they'll set him up with the basketball. Look, he's no he's no youngster anymore. He's going to be 37 at the end of that contract in L.A. Right. Hopefully well, he win
4: something. It's funny that Magic, he's doing the opposite of the Cavs. He just has a different mindset, and he looked at what hurt the Cavs, which was a lack of defense. And sometimes a lack of ball handling. And he's like, well, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to (laughs) focus on defense. We're going to focus on ball handling. So we went out and got Lance Stevenson, got Rajon Rondo. At at some point, I guarantee you, the season hasn't started yet and they can still get a shooter, but as currently constructed – yeah, it's different than the Cavs, but you get into that season and LeBron's going to be like, I would really like some shooters around me because that would make things a lot easier. You can't no just do the opposite as the Cavs and think it's going to be successful. Well, I, I think he won the season. There's a reason they were in the finals.
3: Well, he wanted Lance because he liked the way he blew in his ear. I think that's why he wanted Lance <laughs> Stevenson. Who knows? I don't Sorry, know. there you, Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, there come on. Go. How can you Brent. not overlook that? Everybody loves that. Exactly. I mean, you do it to me all the time. Brian, no! <laughs> wow. Andy Furman. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. Get us on Twitter at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, 877- 99 on Fox, 877 6369 We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And, of course, bottom of the hour, the dean of Ohio sports sportswriters, Bill Livingston from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, who just recently retired. We'll talk to him at 830 Eastern. Follow that with nose picks so you can't go wrong. Stay with us. This might change one of the longest traditions in this sport. That's next. Doesn't look like they oppose this now. We'll explain that in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian i I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the guy called Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, bottom of the hour, about 10 minutes from now, that'll be 8.30 Eastern time, the dean of Ohio sports columnists, the one and only Bill Livingston from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Everything you want to know about LeBron and more, he'll join you here at 8.30 Eastern. But right now, something that my partner loves to do at times, and not heavily either, we call it gambling, right? Because you can't get <laughs> away from it. I mean, you do at times. It's not a big deal. You're not addicted or anything like that. But you, you enjoy to put a shekel there, here and there on a sure, game. And sure, sure. Scooby it Snacks. Do you know. want to go
4: that direction, Andy? Yes, know,
3: yeah. yes. And I think there are a lot of people that I know that say that they can't watch a game without having a little money on the game because nah, it that's makes ridiculous. it ridiculous. You're not a sports fan if that's the thing. Well, I'm with you there. But I, I do know this. Uh, Those that I talked to enjoy putting some coin on a game. Enough said about that. And now it'll be a lot easier with states giving the okay for sports gambling, which I think is probably a good thing. If it puts more money in the state coffers, I'm all for it. You know, I, I think it'll be great. What do you think? Yeah, man, like, but where is this coming from? Like, this, I don't understand if it's tied to something now that happened. Like, We've known about this for weeks. Yeah, of course, sure. Well, well, here's the deal. Something new has developed. That's why I'm bringing this up. At first, when it first hit, several college athletic directors were opposed to it, and I get it. I, I get why they were opposed to it, because these kids can be bought. A team of five in basketball can be bought on the college level. Pros, Pros, no. Because they make too much money. A gambler can't get to them. But a college kid who can't afford to take his girlfriend out to a movie or a pizza can be bought off for a game, especially an early season November game when a big Division One opponent is playing a school like Frostburg State and they're favored by 35 points. They could be bought. There's no doubt about that. But now in the Big Ten... The Big Ten's all in. The conference now and the Big Ten conference has asked the NCAA to consider developing a national football injury reporting system. And coaches, as you know, for years have concealed injuries. This is not going to be such a good thing, and I don't know why the Big Ten is all in on this.
4: Right. Well, they're just trying to be transparent with the gambling aspect in mind, and I'm against it as well. It would help me if I was gambling on a game to know if the – left tackle had a bad knee or the quarterback had a bum shoulder or something, but that's what happens. It happens all the time in the NFL. It happened in college football. If you know of an injury, you're going to target that area. Sure. If the outside linebacker has a knee issue, the fullback is going to nail his knee. Like that's just the way (laughs) it goes. Right. Right. So I, I I'm against this in terms of we're talking 19, you know, year old kids, Around there, I don't think their injuries should be known and should be targeted. If it's grown men in the NFL, that's a different deal. But when you've got kids playing college football and their injuries are being publicized, that puts them in a more vulnerable position. So I would not be for that.
3: I'm with you there. I'll tell you something. Not only does it put it in the forefront, and, and maybe it'll be advantageous to gamblers. I think a it hurts the kids, and it may even hurt their chances to be drafted. Think about that. You got an NFL scout saying, "Hey, I love this kid. I love the runner, but you know what? He's been on this injured list the last several weeks. He's got a, a you know an occurring ankle right. injury or a hamstring, whatever it may be." I, I think that. There's no positive whatsoever for the Big Ten or any other conference to go to the NCAA and say we want a national football injury reporting system, and we're not even talking about the coaches. I mean, I'm waiting for the coaches to come out and start yelling and screaming, hey, we don't want this. You know, college football is such a, such a precarious game because you got a game in September, and if a national power loses in September, they're gone. They're finished for the year. Basically, they are. No, that's
4: not necessarily the case. I'll bring up some data for you in a little bit I here, know, Andy Furman. I, I just have to know. find yeah. it. But um, there are a lot of teams, I think five of the 13, I'll get the figures for you so I'm not misquoting it, but there are a lot of teams that of the one loss teams that made it to the college football playoff, they had lost games in November. There was a high percentage of teams that of Ohio State's that, so one of them. Well, yeah, Alabama and yeah. Georgia, the two teams in the championship game sure. were two of them last season. Yeah. So it can happen. But in terms of this, i you start going down this road of if it's not uniform injury reports and it's just a league by league thing. I mean, could that affect recruiting? Hell yeah. Possibly. If you're running back, you're like, man, I don't want my knee injury to be publicized in the Big Ten. I'm going to go to Oregon instead, you know, (laughs) right? Maybe it could happen that way. And I think you hit on a good point, Andy, because initially I was prone to disagree with you. I was, no, you you hit on good points all the time, but I thought that, look, all these NFL teams are going to know of injuries anyway. So it's not as if these injury reports are going to just open the door for them like, oh gosh, I had no idea that he had shoulder issues in college. They're going to know right. about that by the time the draft rolls around. But to your point, if this happens week in and week out and a running back has this hamstring injury or whatever, he's going to be known as hamstring guy. Right. And it's just going to be even more at the forefront of your mind as a personnel evaluator in the NFL to tie a player to a specific injury. So... I think you're right. I don't think it does the players any favors within college, and if they're able to get drafted
3: going into the NFL, it could help. It could hurt their stock. I'm going to return the kudos to you because you made an excellent point. The Big Ten is the one that's banging the drums to get the NCAA to consider developing the National Football Injury Reporting System. But if it's not across the board by every conference, it doesn't do any good. It's got to be all or none on this deal. Right. Got to be all or none because, as you say, I'm a kid. I've been recruited by Northwestern. And Big Ten has a reporting factor. SEC doesn't. I'm going to SEC. I'm going to SEC. (laughs) Really. Well, it's – I mean, look, there are a lot of factors to consider. And
4: when you're 18 and 19, you might look at cool uniforms compared to the injury report or whatever. Who knows? But I'm just saying it's one of the things that I think some kids would consider. And if you're a league, you don't want to do anything that's going to put your league potentially behind other leagues if you have an injury report and they don't. I don't even know if it's possible for it to be like that, but with that
3: possibly out there, you really have to think twice about that as a league. No doubt about that. Brian, no, Andy Furman proudly brought to you by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Now, the real story behind LeBron. Well, Bill Livingston tells you all about it next, but first, Kevin Figures for the latest.
5: All right, guys, we'll start in the octagon where UFC light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier added more gold to his ledger with a first-round knockout of Steve Miocic on Saturday night, capturing his first UFC heavyweight championship Cormier becomes just the second UFC fighter to hold titles in two different weight classes concurrently, along with Conor McGregor, who did it a couple of years ago, after the fight, UFC President Dana White announced Cormier will defend the title against former heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar at a date and location to be determined. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the baseball diamond, Arizona beat the Padres horribly. 20-5 to was the final score in the desert. Snakes racked up 18 hits and scored a run in all but one inning on the night. Padres started Tyson Ross was run after just two innings of work. He allowed eight earned runs. Phillies beat the Pirates 3-2. That's six straight victories for the Phils. Dodgers avenged Friday night's loss in Anaheim with a 3-1 victory over the Angels. Yasiel Puig hit his 10th home run in that one. Astros with a victory. Tigers and A's as well. Mark Reynolds went 5-5 five for five and drove in 10 for the Washington Nationals. They steamrolled Miami Marlins 18-4. Back to Andy and Brian.
3: Thank you so much, Kev. Have a great day. Thank you for all you do for us. And right now, Bill Livingston coming right up for us. Brian no, Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday. And, of course, we want to welcome everybody back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And in less than 10 minutes, Brian no, with his picks. That's Noe's picks. But now, the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. The Dean of Ohio sports columnist, the man who just retired from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, your friend and ours, the man who knows LeBron James like a shadow, Bill livingston Livy, welcome to Fox Sports Sunday with Brian No and congratulations on your retirement.
6: Well, thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me.
3: You're the best. I tell you, I'm going to miss you. A lot of people in the Cleveland area are going to miss gonna be you.
6: I'm going to be writing one a week. Great. That's yeah, I'm one semi-retired, and I'm going to do the Bridgestone Golf Tournament and uh, any ohio state home game that i want to do although only michigan looks good this
3: year sounds wonderful now tell us <laughs> livy how is cleveland reacting after this fallout for lebron part 2
6: well i think the majority of fans are reacting completely differently from last time as as have i because he came back as a he was a different guy he had matured he he uh promised a championship and delivered it which kind of sealed the deal i think with most fans uh you know he he had just grown up and he had learned how to win he became a he had always done a lot of charity a lot of good works in the area he became very active in in social you know out, in being out very outspoken like kareem and muhammad Ali and all those guys were back in back in the day um stood for a lot of good causes in in my view um and you know yeah there were drawbacks to him he's always had a little prima donna aspect to him and he, he wouldn't sign a long-term contract so they always had to try to win now but they won a championship and Cleveland hadn't had a championship in a major pro sport in 52 years i think i think my attitude is reflected by the vast majority of fans which was you know respect and gratitude and have a good rest of your life <laughs>
4: Just as currently constructed with the Lakers, and we don't know the roster could change. Maybe they get Kawhi Leonard. Who knows? But as the roster you see it right now, what do you think LeBron's ceiling is this coming season in terms of team success?
6: Well, I think he expects them to have some players added. Obviously, you know, he in a lot of ways the Cavs created this because in a desperate attempt to remake a team that was going absolutely nowhere. They gave the Lakers salary cap space to go after a guy like LeBron uh, when they got Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. and, you know, uh, took on their contracts. Uh, you know, he's always exerted a lot of uh, pressure on management to, to give him a complimentary cast that he thinks can, he can win with and, and win it all with. But he has a home out there. He, he has a lot of businesses out there. He was very good in Trainwreck, his, his first movie appearance on the screen. I mean, you know, I, I think it made sense for, for him uh, in business, and the Cavs aren't going anywhere the way the team is right now. Yeah, You know, it, the only thing I think that might have saved the Cavs, and even that was a long shot, was if their uh, sheer dumb lottery luck had come through again and they'd gotten the first, first or second pick and could have gotten a really, really good impact player, like they did with Kyrie Irving and, and of course, with Wiggins, whom whom they traded for Kevin Love, would you know, which helped them get over the top.
3: Bill Livingston, you covered Doctor J. You saw those great '76ers teams in Philadelphia. You covered Michael Jordan. Compare those to LeBron, and compare them to all the compare LeBron to, to everybody. Really, your, your take on LeBron James?
6: Well, he's the best player I ever covered in person. Uh, I didn't cover Michael every night, but LeBron is so much bigger and stronger than Michael was, and he. He benefits from being a generation later in sports, with more weight training and more nutritional emphasis, and more analytics to help your, uh, you know, help you be uh, prepared mentally for the other team. And I always, I, I think he's the the best player that I maybe ever because of he could pass as well as Magic, and and he could score with michael not not as much but he didn't really want to either when he had to 51 points in the finals this year in a game they lost he could um you know he's a walking triple double now that's become more prevalent with the higher pace of play and with a lot more shots now but uh his are, he's just um a remarkable multi-talented player there's never certainly never been a perimeter player with his impact on the game
4: with these reports that Kyrie Irving didn't want LeBron to go back to Cleveland, <laughs> Kyrie didn't want to play alongside him. Of course, asked to be traded and was. Uh, what what was the dynamic with LeBron and Kyrie? With you covering the team, like how uh, it didn't seem that bad publicly, but behind no. the scenes, how contentious was it?
6: Well, there you know there have been stories that. He wasn't even talking to his teammates. Irving, uh, the last year he was here in the playoffs, Uh, he was always one of the most. He was probably the most difficult player to deal with. If you caught him on the with the right question on the right day, he could be very good. He was the best interview I ever had with him. He was talking about doing the Mike and drill as a kid, and I was doing a story about his incredible ability to finish at the rim and how he got a nosebleed from looking up at shooting all the right and left-handed layups, and his father wouldn't let him stop. <clears throat> Maybe not the prettiest story, but one that he really got into. But, you know, he's a, I never really knew whether he was serious or whether he was just pulling our legs. With, But, you know, his teammates always talked about these wild conspiracy theories he would float with them. And some of them are just, you know, bat bleep, bat bleep crazy. You know, the flat earth theory and the moon landing was faked. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm assuming he's not... He, but he was only at Duke for eleven games in one year, so, <laughs> so there is that. Um, you know, I he was. I, I remember. I flashed back to this several times the year they won the championship. There was they had a very close they uh, close sweep, and there are such things. Uh, every game against Detroit came down to the last couple of minutes, and there was one of them where LeBron was dribbling at the top of the circle, and Irving was out on the on the left wing. And LeBron motioned to him to move to the corner and just wait for a drive and kick. And Irving rolled his eyes, disgustedly, and kind of kind of moped off to the corner. They won the game, but you know he that was about the time he started talking about we have two closers. And I certainly considered him closer one a to LeBron's one, and and thought that and wrote the year they won the last three games when they came back uh, against Golden State, winning two out there. He he was every bit as valuable as LeBron was in those games, but he was a um, he was a jealous guy. He wanted his own team. He was, uh, you know, very. It, it turned out he had the ball. He took slightly more shots per game in the playoffs than LeBron, and had a slightly higher usage rate. And he was pretty much immune from criticism except for his defense. Ty Lue would let him do just about what he wanted to, and there were a lot of uh, one touch. You know, shot shot up with eighteen seconds left on the shot clock by with Kyrie more than with LeBron certainly.
3: Livy, I got to ask you this: they talk about LeBron's reasonings to go to LA. They say the movie industry had two homes out there. Philly wants to go, but what factor actually did Dan Gilbert have in LeBron's decision? Oh, that's big.
6: Yeah, that's big. There, there's a gulf between the two of them that spans just about every topic you want to mention: politics, culture, upbringing. you know, uh, camaraderie with your fellow man. Uh, I'm not a big Dan Gilbert fan. Now he is very popular with the fans because he's paid the money, and that has been the always the big drawback of Cleveland owners that either they didn't have enough money, like Modell, or are the Dolans with the Indians, or, or the window closed on when they could be a big market team, like like when cable revenue took over and made the big difference, and not ballpark revenue with the with the '90s Indians. But, uh, there, there, you know, he's a – Gilbert's a big Trump supporter. LeBron can't stand Trump. Uh, LeBron made cracks about Trump all the time. LeBron and, and the Warriors and Cavaliers in mass had said they were not going to go to the White House, whichever team won the championship. Um, and, you know, there's a, big, there's a big divide between the NBA and, and, and the president, too. It's a very progressive league, and it's a majority African-American league, and they don't like what he says and does.
4: Last one for you, Bill. If you think about Kyrie Irving, obviously his preference would be to be the number 1 guy on a championship-winning team. But if there was a choice between being second fiddle on a championship-winning team and being the star, the number 1 player on a non-title-winning team, which do you think he would choose?
6: Well, I would hope he would take the championship-winning team, but he wouldn't be the first player to go the other way. A long time ago when I covered... The Sixers with Doc and George McGinnis and guys like that, when they traded then Lloyd now World Be Free uh, to the Clippers, who were then in San uh, in San Diego, he came into town and I uh, for their visit and I think uh, he was leading the league in scoring or something and somebody held up a sign that said fourteen and twenty five or whatever it was and he's happy. That might be that might be Kyrie. I would not think Kyrie was one of the great offensive players I ever saw. As far as pure basketball, I won't criticize him except for some you know lack of defense, which he's not the only superstar who did that. I mean, he could hit threes and hit pull up jumpers and floaters and and make the most astonishing finishes around the rim with either hand from angles other players didn't even contemplate that I ever saw. But yeah, uh, he has a he has a personality uh, megalomania I think going on there.
3: Bill Livingston has been a little slice of heaven. I'm happy to hear you'll be running once a week, so I can still follow you there. You're a wonderful man, Livy. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today.
6: Thank you, Andy. Always a pleasure. You're the man.
3: Bill Livingston, the dean of Ohio sports columnist from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Brian Noe, Andy Furman, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Nose picks coming right up, but they just can't cut the mustard. That's next. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call
6: 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save.
3: Don't go anywhere. Nose picks are coming right up. That's Brian. Noah. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday. And by the way, speaking of going anywhere, don't you dare go anywhere. About 12 minutes from now, top of the hour, that will be 9 o'clock Eastern time. Dan Beyer, Michael Harmon, what a one-two punch they are. They'll be joining you at the top of the hour on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Also, Sirius XM 83 and the Fox Sports Radio app. iHeartRadio Radio app, to do it. All right. Now it's time for my guy. His center stage, Brian No Nose Picks. Let's do it.
2: Are you ready for it? Bright, Sparky. Here's the deal.
3: Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No
0: is here. The thing you got. The thing
3: you got. The thing you got? And now the time has
1: come for Nose Picks.
0: Andy. Yes. We
4: have reached a new low. With nose picks. You can't wait for football. We need football season to get here as soon as humanly possible, right? I thought you'd go for Canadian football. No, I can't go there because I don't know anything about it because I don't follow it. Um, But last week I was 0 for 3. Wow. 0 for 3. That's right. Now, technically I got Croatia right, but it went to extra time. So I was technically wrong. Tie would have been the right choice. Soccer is a little bit confusing when it comes to betting. That will be a push. Yeah. Well, no, it would have been a loss <laughs> as far as me choosing Croatia because tie was the oh. right choice. Oh, if it heads okay. to extra time, you got to go with tie. So yeah. I was wrong with that. So 0 for 3. That brings my total over the last four weeks to 1 and 11. That's what I'm working with over here, Andy Furman. You Nowhere like to go Cle- but up.
3: The, the Cleveland Browns are betting. What's that? You're the Cleveland Browns of betting.
4: Oh, I got it. I got it. I got you. Yeah, I am in terms of the last month. Sure. I'm going to start with soccer because we got the World Cup going on, obviously, right? I like these. I I, I actually like these. Now, don't run to the betting window based on how I've fared during nose picks, but Belgium-France, the total's two and a half goals. I like the over. And you get some value. It's plus 110. So I say take the over. Belgium-France, they both put a lot of pressure on opposing teams. They're very offensively sound. So I like the over in that game. I also like England to win their match at plus 130. So I'll take the over with the Belgium game. England plus 130. And a little baseball action. Cards at the Giants today. Good pitching matchup. Bumgarner going against Flaherty. I'm going to take the under seven and a half runs. Not a high total, but I think the under hits. Good, I think it's yeah, a low-scoring game.
3: Yeah, with those pitchers, I think you got something going there. It's tough. You, you're kind of wavering a little bit. You lost you your with confidence me? You a with little me bit. You with me on this, Andy yeah, Furman? Yes, you have confidence yes. in me? Okay. I, I, I'm i not dying on you, really. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. I like it. All right. Well,
4: it's that time of the program. You can go your own way. Anything that's uh, light, anything serious. Share yeah. Sandy, I'm have? ready. I
3: tell you, some great news first, though. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I tell you what, though, I said they just can't cut the mustard and uh, human judges can't cut the mustard. This is unbelievable. The judges at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest might be replaced by a digital system after a miscount at this year's <laughs> event. I mean, give me a break. Come, you can't count hot dogs. Then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> 11-time champion Joey Chestnut had a world Record seventy four, but the judges initially counted sixty four. What were they doing? Eating? What were they? How do you miss ten hot dogs? Tell me that, please. You know what's funny is I was watching
4: this because I do love the coverage. It's so tongue in cheek, and they don't take themselves seriously at all. It's really a funny presentation. But the commentators on ESPN, they were saying that. They're like, hey, he's at 64, kind of a slower day for Joey Chestnut. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he had 74. It's like, what? What happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that how, happened. how does they that happen? Do yeah. we need technology to count hot dogs now? Has it come to that? Really? I don't know. We might. Oh, but word. you know what's funny, Andy? Sometimes we think along the same lines. And I was going with hot dog eating as well. Great. To go my own way I close it. the show here. How about this? You couldn't have bet on the hot dog eating contest in either Nevada, in Vegas, or any of the new states offering legal sports betting this year. Why? Because of gaming control regulations. It requires approval from gaming control. And no Nevada sports books have ever made the request. They haven't been like, hey, can wow. we get a, a total for... Hot dogs being consumed, you know, get a 72 and a half line or, They've never even asked permission. This is un American, Andy Furman. We should be able to bet on the hot dog eating contest in Vegas and these states that offer legalized sports. I'm betting. with
3: you right there. You know what? We talk about things we'd like to do. We talk about going to the World Cup. This is another event. I wouldn't mind going back home to Coney Island in Brooklyn to see this on July the 4th. I'd like to go there yeah? with you as well. Yes. Is Bucket that
4: on list. The list. Bucket list. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> we got to get the Nathan's hot dog eating contest checked I, I, off the list go. before we, we're out of here. Yeah. yeah. I think we're almost out of here down. right now. Hey, I'll wear a funny hat like the guy who MCs the event. <laughs> I, I like that, that.
3: There you go. I tell you what, have a great day. As always, a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Bye.
0: 18 plus.